Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Take TV podcast. Round one is over. We have a couple of unhappy boys uh, and one happy boy here, but JD's oh, probably in the middle. Um, but we've got to dissect all, all the uh, all the games, uh, all the plays, and we've got a few few thank yous and mentions at the start. So um, be sure to join the Discord. I mean, that is absolutely popping off at the moment. I think there's a VC session every night in there, uh, boys. So... Um, you know, you can get involved uh, to that extent if you like. We got to thank the members. So this is our first podcast, you know, publicly in in, in a in a little while. We've obviously done a lot of preseason content, uh, sort of behind the scenes. Uh, we enjoyed that. There was there was a lot to do, but but we, um, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of you boys, but it was enjoyable and um, something that we'll probably look to do again next year. But we're not sort of doing anything throughout the season, but. Uh, over 100 members we got, so that was that was really cool. Um, got a few legs going. The chat's still there throughout the year, so um, that'll be there. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about uh, our ranks and whatnot, and, and we're going to go through every player from every game that, that we think is relevant sort of today, so it might be a bit of a longer one. But kick it off, George. Are you uh, recovered yet, mate? Are you, are you all right? How are you feeling? I've got a hangover from that shot I did, I think. No, no, no. I just, I cannot tolerate alcohol, but no, I'm only kidding there. But um, honestly, I've been the biggest sook of all time over lead and I still haven't recovered. So I'll try my best to, to keep it quiet. But um, yeah, I still haven't recovered from that. Um, but yeah, it, um, yeah, doing okay though. And JD, I called you unhappy, mate, but you're okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too bad. I'm. I'm handling it all right. Much yeah, happier I, when Laird scored fifty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if you told me before week one that Josh Kelly would outscore Laird by thirty points, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> so I, I mean, I can't complain about too much, really. Uh, and no, no, I like. I actually do find it funny that George and I think we've only got one player difference, and I'm like optimistic that I can have a pretty good finish from here. And George is hitting the bottle. So uh, maybe this is just because I dealt with like 20 rounds of no Will Brody last year that I'm resilient. I'm happy. I, I haven't got a 200k guy killing me yet. So I mean, there's still time for that to change. But this year yeah. feels all right so far. Yeah, it was it was a very eventful round one. Obviously, uh, much documented at this point. It felt like sort of every night or day something happened. Like, I guess the opening night, Hopper was the one. Friday night, Stuart going down. Um Saturday Bruins night, garbage. oh yeah, Bruin as well, and then obviously Liam Jones on Saturday night, and then Rory Laird to cap it off. So, if you had all four of those sort of pro, well. and yeah, true, if you managed to like have something on every night or even a couple of those, it, you know, it obviously really dampened your week. But it's round one; like you cannot um, take too much out of it. Like yes, you may be a bit behind in points, but uh, you know the next few weeks are very important, and, and you got to probably stay level headed to try and decipher that uh, and even like me who went pretty well this week i've still got some big big calls to make and and uh, decisions to be made so um yeah don't throw all the the toys out the cot round one this is always going to happen and there's only you know 100 points between thirty thousand spots so um yeah i mean we'll guess we'll say how we went for those that don't know so i scored 2102 i think so just over and it's like seven thousand for that score i mean it was a very low um sort of round one, probably lowest in a while. Like, I think, you know, for a similar rank last year, you would have scored, like, over 2,200 or something. So, yeah, um, it's an all right start. I haven't missed all the carnage, so that's just complete luck there. Um, you know, Stuart, someone I've always 
Um, you know, looked at owning, I didn't start him, and, and obviously that was a plus. And Jones, who I didn't really ever like, but uh, I know after Yo went down, his ownership went up quite a bit more. So a uh, few got hurt by that. But yeah, okay, wait for me. George, how'd you go? 1950 mm, <laughs> something. Uh, yeah, obviously, Laird Captain didn't help, and uh, Liam Jones is five, which wasn't great. But I think as a community, we did okay. So like, our leagues are doing okay at the moment, but it's one round. I think we've got most, if not all of them, must have players like Yashizu and McKenna and whatnot. Obviously, like Yashizu, we were not too sure about until we realized he was going to play halfback. <laughs> we all jumped jumped on him, and then a few people are like, uh, they didn't know the time, poor people. I do feel sorry for them that, you know, thinking he's going to play half forward, why would you pay 200K for that? Um, but yeah, we jumped on that. I think our yeah, mid prices is it's pretty high conviction on Warple and Bruin. And I think Warple was a tick, and I was pretty happy with that. So I was very. I'm confident and recommended him. And then also the same with Bruin. And I I wasn't too upset. Just on the eye, he's good on the inside. But I just sort of ignored Chris Scott, 40% CBAs. I didn't realize he didn't have the tank maybe. Um, And I guess it's a preseason game unproven. So it was was a little bit hard. um, Hard to know exactly what was going to go on there. I just saw saw the inside mid-time and looked good and didn't didn't see all the other stuff. But... And then probably Flanders wasn't as great either, who we who we liked as a community. But um, other than that, I think all our teams are in are in good shape. Like I'm, apart from the losing the points on the board this week, I think our teams are in like we don't. I think I'm looking at two trades, maybe four over two rounds, which isn't a disaster. I think so. We'll see how it goes. And one of them is Josh Kelly, but um, yeah, I think I'm ranked 40k or something like that. Um, anyway, JD, how did you go? I was 2044 ranked 17.8k overall. Once again, another year where my fantasy team started out better than my super coach. I'm two for two. So maybe I should just focus on fantasy. Should we branch team. off, JD? You yeah. Do a fantasy podcast or <laughs> chuck in a super coach team for laughs at the end. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was definitely one that brought in Jones on the back of the OE industry after being off him all year. So that hurts. And then um, Josh Kelly captaincy is pretty annoying as well, just because he was on track for 120. It looked like we we're going to get a top eight to 10 midfielder for 580K, which was great value. And unfortunately, he's in the bin for at least one week, maybe two. Uh, but yeah, yeah, otherwise, all right. I think the team's looking in okay shape. One, as George said, like got onto Sheasel, um, which is good. Got McKenna, got McKenzie, got Gimby, all these like must-have guys. So I think from that perspective, it's all looking all right. Um, just some fringe stuff to fix, and then we should be away for the for the season, true and proper. Yeah, just quickly on Sheasel, I've got a question. I know we're probably going to be a long one today, so I won't uh, waste too much time. But I think I saw Selby tweet it at some point across the weekend. Like, with the Sheasel thing, with time poor uh, people over the weekend, do you, like, rolling lockout, right, does obviously benefit those people. Do you think it should go backwards or is it just way too far gone? Like, it used to be, you know, lock in. Can't even reverse your trades throughout the week. You make your trades, first game starts, that is it. You cannot touch your team for the weekend. I reckon think? over round one, keep it as it is yep. and then change it back next round because like people need to have a life as well. It's just mm. a pain. Like I'm always checking everything like five minutes before a game, making sure like <laughs> no got my emergencies yeah. and like all set. Like I hate it. I just want to relax and watch, watch the game. And if, you know, shit happens, shit happens. Everyone's in the same boat. Um That's just my point of view. But yeah, definitely round one. Otherwise, we wouldn't have Sheasel basically and that would have been a <laughs> catastrophe but you can fix in one week so it's not a disaster in that sense but um yeah would have been poorer for it what do you think jd uh yeah i mean on one hand i definitely understand like the 
people that are time poor, it helps them. Uh, but if like if I hadn't been able to make the move, I would have felt like anyone that got on him was just lucky because they were paying 200k for a half forward, hoping he'd be a half back without any way of knowing. And that would have annoyed me so much more than what actually happened, which was being able to adjust it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I missed lots of games over the weekend as well. Like it happens. Uh, I missed captaincy on Bont because that's that was 27 points. Like it, it happens, but I think that's just part of the game. Like is what it is. Yep. All right. So we won't waste any time. We're going to use uh, beloved Discord member Hamstrings website footy scores. So he's sort of got it up and running for for this season. He's still making some updates throughout. And I think JD, you used it in your review this week. So um, yeah, I mean, he's trying to obviously gear it towards a lot of what we want to know, or all the you know super coach fantasy players want to know. So for whatever reason, on the first game there isn't CBAs and kick-ins, but for the rest of them there is. Um, and so we'll use this to, to uh, you know, go over a few games. Probably just keep it to the really relevant ones, uh, boy, so we don't go well over time. But Richmond Carlton, obviously the draw on, on Thursday night. Um, there isn't really too much to take out, I wouldn't have thought, besides Jacob Hopper, who has been much talked about. Like, Torano is what he is. Um, Cripps had a big last quarter, and Doherty was, you know, quite in the first half, but, but finished off strongly. Um, who do we want to talk about the most here? Is it is it Hopper, George? I know you've you've probably uh, I like I really like Dan Rioli's game. He's not one a bit like Sinclair. I was so I didn't want to jump on Sinclair early just because he hasn't proven it um, last year. But I think one to look at later in the season if he keeps this up. Not not early um, certainly, but um, I thought yeah he was fantastic. Um, but yeah, we'll move to Hopper. I don't know. Um, the role is still there. So like. Obviously, Friday night, Thursday night, Hopper looks shit. He looks shit in the preseason. Oh, get me out of this now, sort of stuff. But uh, the role will hold, and he plays the Crows this, this week, and he scored a 90 in the preseason game. I'll hold for a week, but, man, I was not happy at all. And he hasn't shown good form since 2021. So I'm pretty concerned, and I feel like there's better opportunities out there. Yeah, but yeah, really unhappy with this pick, and we'll see how it goes this week against the Crows. Is it D Day JD? Should you know is this his final week? Like, if he goes another sixty, is he uh, gone? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he goes another sixty, even if the CBA is hold, he's probably got to go just because it looks like between Setterfield, Callahan, uh, Warple, if you don't have him, Horn Francis, uh, Zebel, even like there's at least four or five other guys have put their hand up to get selected next week ahead of him. So, yeah, he's uh, he's got one week to prove it. Otherwise, he's gone. Yep. Not much else. I guess the rookies, I know you have Hollands, JD. Just like 65% CBAs. So that's yeah. like worth worth pointing out. Like it is a good number. Yep. And we saw what the Giants did to the Crows in the, in the second half. So he'll have to show something this week. Um, yeah, what the rookies, what uh, Hollands and, and Cowan um, – we think they'll hold. Uh, Cowan was so. cramped, so maybe he, you know, didn't yeah. handle it too well. But I think Hollands was actually pretty decent for a wing role, right? Like, he, I don't think he's going to be an amazing scorer, but I think he holds. Oh, they'd be silly to drop Hollands. A bit worried about Cowan. Thought he was okay. Like, he took, apart from taking two intercepts, I didn't think he did a whole lot. That was pretty much his whole score, what, half of it. Um, a bit more defensive, like, no freedom to run and carry and stuff like that. Um, 
I liked Holland's game. Slow burn. I think I regret picking him just because I would love that 40k right now. Yeah, he's going to have gone to. Like, I mean, hindsight is Chandler, but um, is the most annoying like thing him. is right. He came in for Phillips, who ended up playing and scoring more. <laughs> They're yeah. like, come on, man, that's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, I that's think who I'd rather have. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's stiff. Uh yeah, Torano is what he is. Doc, well, I think most of, most of us picked and, and happy with and Crips, as I said at the start, sort of must have had a good score, but um. Yeah, uh, I think so we'll move just, on. Just uh, on. Is anything else? Yeah, just on Doherty. He didn't get that many kick-ins, right? Uh, it's not here. The rest of the games it is. But I think, yeah, Gov took a couple. Um, so I think Gov maybe. eats into him a little bit. They use Gov a fair bit back there. Uh, let yeah. me just quickly check what it was. Uh, I think he only I had took one. A few. I've got it. Oh, oh, no, no, four. he had no. four. He had yeah. four. Okay, all right. Sard and fine. Gov took a few though, right? But anyway. Okay, okay. That's enough. As long as he's getting a, a reasonable share. Yep. All right. Cats of the Magpies on Friday night. This is oh, a... Actually, sorry. Is it just worth touching on like Crips? Uh, like any change in belief that he'll be a top eight mid? I think we're all off him as being a top eight mid. Did you see anything that made you think that he will be? Uh, be I around the mark, I think. Good, to be honest. I was pretty shocked at his score. I don't know. Maybe us people saw it differently, but I wasn't that impressed with him. But it's one game. It's whatever. I think it was last quarter, a lot of close games sort of stuff. Probably got a good amount of scaling for it. I think he had 10 touches in the last. Yep. He'll be in the round of my... I mean, look, <laughs> you probably say he's top three, but based on how all those mids went this week, those, <laughs> those top mids. But, yeah, I think he'll even out across the year. Yeah, I think he'll be around the market top eight, you know, uh, at the back end of it. Okay. okay. Uh, Average-wise, anyway. Uh, yeah, this game's a bit contrasting <laughs> to the one before, but... Uh, plenty of goals kicked, uh, you know, really up and back game. Collingwood obviously storming over in the end. Uh, Geelong scoring is very low for a team, uh, especially, uh, uh, you know, the, the reigning premiers. But um, I guess the big talking point from Geelong is, is Bruin. Sort of touched on it before. Here we go. We've got the CBA numbers on this. But, yeah, like Chris Scott, just he's tried and true. Danger, Guthrie. Even Blitzales was basically playing on ball, you know, not rucking, um, but was a midfielder and and Atkins as well, all ahead. So, you know, I think first quarter Bruin had eight touches, a tackle, and then from then on just basically nothing. Pushed out to a wing, um, came on for a you know, little mid stint here and there, but it was like a you know three or four minute thing, and then out to wing or even back to the bench. Like, it, what is it, 60, 64 Fourth. tog? Yeah, it's just no good. No. I had a look last year. He was seventy uh, percent, so it's not exactly like last year was much better either, which is a bit of a concern. Just tank hasn't been improved. It's not just an opportunity thing, and yeah, he had zero CBAs in the fourth. I mean, part of this is because Parfit. with Stewart sub, Parfit came on. He can't really play anywhere else, and then like I mean, Danger is just like rotating between CBAs in the forward line. It's just uh, they had no one else to play wing, so like I'm open to keeping Bruin, but but only if a lot changes on the team sheet to suggest that he's getting CBAs this week. Like maybe Blitzavs goes back to cover Stewart. Um, Parfit gets dropped and they bring in like another wing or something like that. But I mean, if Bose is probably the likely one to come in and that, and like, where's he going? Probably True. fighting with CBAs probably as well. Duncan's old role. I think he'll be like a, maybe he gets like 10 CBAs or something. Yeah. They maybe they easy man. Maybe they easy him in with a sub. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That'd be very nice, actually. I think you can keep 
kick Braun out the midfield again. <laughs> yep. So yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll, the problem is they play first, right? So we've really got to make the call. But I think are you guys? Week. Is you both giving him a week? I think so. No, I'm probably trading. Uh, I don't have really anywhere to go. I don't I'm have the cash sure. to go up. So that's my little problem. Yeah, I you think don't have a... problems is your problem. I've, I've got problems <laughs> and getting rid of him helps. It's funny that. It's, the yeah. fact that I don't have problems is almost a problem. Right? Everyone, I mean, we can speak about that at the end. But yeah. Me and JD have Josh Kelly to make moves to just, or restructure. Yeah, redisperse money, but probably team Bruins, sheet dependent. Uh, Brewers a tough one. It's just when you go over the things that can go wrong, there's a lot like Tog um, and Roll. Could he even be sub? I didn't think he could be sub, but the way he ran out the game concerned me. Because like in the last quarter, when he did get the ball, it looked like he like he was tired, hat kicks straight to the opposition. It's pretty concerning. Um, it's at the same time he, he nearly scored one twenty the week before against Brisbane midfield, who maybe aren't as good as we thought. So I think I'm going to hold because it still should be a forty percent midfielder, and maybe that would have been higher if Parfit didn't come on. Um, that first half is enough for me to hold on, but I think I can see if you if you want to trade him and you see opportunities elsewhere and you need to get like other players in, I think I can understand that though. But I think I'm going to just hold this week, but we'll see. I've got no problems with holding him, but like I I think I mean I want to get out I want to get Jones to Dacos, uh, and dropping him down to someone like a Philippu or a Chandler seems to make a lot of sense because they're they're rookies that look like they're going to be must must have. Um, or at least like highly valuable just after one week. Yep. Well, we can um, segue right in right into Nick Dacos. Well, just it was, we, can, yeah. can we touch on Radicalia? So you have uh, Radicalia. Yeah. If you needed 50K from somewhere, would you touch him or just leave it? It's probably not worth it. Uh, that's kind of what I'm wishing I didn't go with him now, right? Kept a bit of cash for, you know, and then I could just do Brew into one of these other options in one trade. I think I'll wait the week and then decide I'll probably have somewhere else to get cash from. But he's there for cover, right? He's he's forties, fifties. That's it. I'm not expecting much. That was, you know, he had a decent game. I mean, he got coaches' votes, but he's what six touches and a couple intercepts. That's that's it. (laughs) Like uh, he gave away three free kicks, so probably didn't help himself there. But I did say holding cash would be really useful this year, just because we had so many mid prices, and if a couple of them fail, you're going to want the money. I think I think that's proven to be true. Yeah, to think about for future years. Yeah, I did have some, but I used it to go from Jelly to McRae. So, <laughs> at what cost? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jelly was looking good. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Uh, day cost boys. We just got a bit full, did we? They McRae just duped us all. Bit of mid time. They said the forward season. Well. Yeah, and well, he just plays a hundred percent across half back and Ugh. racks and it they, up. So. They released. They were, they were talking about how they released uh, Pendlebury up, so it was more was awesome. on Dacos. Yeah, yeah, like like it was more on Dacos basically to um, distribute off half back and be the person out of it. And boy, is he a natural pig! I think he's got a little snout icon um, on the oh, screen yeah. here. But you, you just watch him run, and he's like, I, I was describing it to. Um, uh, Pistol from Dr. Supercoat. Like any ball within 30 meters of him, but he believes with his whole heart that it should be it's in his, his hands at yeah. all costs. doesn't matter what teammates in the way. doesn't matter what oppositions are. He's running to the space to get that ball. Like it's it's crazy um, 
how much of just a natural PE is. And I like I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Um, but like from a fantasy supercoach perspective, you just love that stuff because he's always calling for it. He's always going to try and max out his touches and his stat sheet. Like it's just you. I think like the thing is, even though the tag risk is real, and they're already talking about it with Port players that operate like that, I think you just want to own almost no matter what. Mm. That's the only concern really with him. <laughs> and maybe does he go into the midfield later in the season, or is this just going to be again like his rookie year? Cross half back. Keep him in this role. We saw him in the preseason in the midfield games where he just he got pushed out of the way mid. too easily. Yeah, give him another and, year. And yeah. the other thing Why is, like, not? they've got they got Adams doing twenty five percent CBAs. Check check it. Where where's his CBAs? Yeah, I know. Them? I mean, they got. He, I was just looking because he did hardly. I was going to say he did ten. So Pendles goes down. You know, is he the next one up? Probably not. Adams is, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, it just doesn't even make. They want to get a smaller. They got Titchin through there to play. Yeah. yeah. Dugowie's yeah. going to get full time in there. Oh, he's Elliot. been looking good, Dugowie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the tag's the only worry, really. Like, mm-hmm. what's also scary is Geelong kicked, like, arrow straight this game. He had two kick-ins of, a, you know, a possible six, and maybe maybe he was off the ground for the, you know, couple that Moore got. I'd say he's probably at least 50-50, right, with Moore. Like, I mean, maybe Moore is the captain. He wants to take a couple more. But like he could have scored way more is my point. He could have gone even bigger with a couple more kick-ins. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I said it in my video. He just gets burnt all the time because he's always there. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, like not again, man. Like... Whenever, whenever, whenever <laughs> someone's streaming from 50 to kick a goal, like he's like, I can kick this too. I'm right here if you want it. And they don't give it to him. <laughs> if, they get, if they give it to him, he can kick one or two goals a game like that. And again, like Geelong were accurate. Was that seven behinds there? I can't yep. even see because my eyes yep. are stuffed. Yep. Um, what's the average behinds for people kick? It seems more high scoring this year, probably like 10 behinds a game. He's going to get more kick ins as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, straight in, straight in. Uh, if you get straight tagged, in, whatever, so be it. There'll be non tag games, there'll be tag games. It's gone to another level, I think. Yeah. I, I, the thing I think about as well is like, even if he gets tagged, like that's annoying. Is his price dropping below, like below what it is now? He's 500k. No, he's is it, is it really two? Yeah. Yeah. Is it really going to go much below that at some point in the year? Uh, probably not. Like, I may as well just get him while he's valuable now. Yeah. Yeah. Secure a keeper for not for 500k. Done. I can get that point too. Yep. Um, maybe quick touch on Darcy Cameron. Like he did have majority of the right contests. I mean, Cox's tog was 50. Did go off with some injury for a bit as well. What was it like? A, oh, I can't even remember. Um, but yeah, it looks like DC's got like working towards to you know most of the ruck time again. But he's just not really good enough at either of the positions you can pick him at, is he? Than than the others. Uh, maybe in ruck, but between the beasting. between the mid price, the value premiums, and the rookies, we it's don't amazing. need a four fifty k camera. He's just not. It doesn't hit any of the criteria. And in the ruck line, like I guess if you had. Cherry, um, like mate, that's the only situation I can consider someone looking at him in currently because he's like 50k up or something rather than having to go to a primo. But even then, wouldn't you rather just want one of Darcy Witts, uh, Marshall, English Gorn, gone? Like, isn't like aren't mm. those five would all be ahead of picking up Cameron at 450? Surely, unless we're blessed with Cash Gen this year and he becomes a bench swing, <laughs> but I think he's better than Grundy. Yeah, I don't yeah. wasn't in any of the ones I listed. I'd probably even rather have <laughs> Ben Curvis at this point if Soldiers are going to stay yeah. out. 
yeah. Anyway, he's probably good in another any other given season, but um, just isn't going to be top of either of those lines. Anything else, boys, before we move on from these this game? No. Titch was all right. It's okay. Hit, Big last quarter. The ceiling. Yeah. All right, the blockbuster under the roof at, at Marvel North versus. Best West Coast, if I can get this right. It was actually a good game. Um, it was a good game. Like, it was very yeah. fun to watch as a neutral. Yeah. Once you got past how bad West Coast are. Yeah, I mean, we sort of pegged it in saying we're going to own a few players from these teams and it's going to be interesting for that reason. And it kind of was, I guess. LDU completely popped off. Someone I was actually pretty keen on until he um, had a pretty poor preseason game, which obviously in hindsight is always a bit silly to overthink. But I think he was always going to dominate this game against against West Coast. It's, you know, can he do it in the, in the rest uh, of the matchups against, you know, a lot more difficult opposition? She's was a big one, Lower. Uh, very he thankful for pig. old Big Seven there. He's an absolute pig. Told us he was playing half back and warming up there, so we just all jumped on. Flanders, I uh, just, uh, I couldn't toss Flanders quick enough in that 10 yeah. minute patch. I was like, mate, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mind you, but you are gone. <laughs> like, just yeah, I Flanders is someone that I wanted to own, like I wanted to believe in him. <laughs> but as, as soon as you've got Sheezel lining up a halfback, I'm Sorry. gone. Sorry. Sorry, mate. Um, he was awesome there. Um, and Clark, I did say in the post game that it's uh, like sort of laughed the question off, I think, when someone asked, is it going to continue? He said, yeah, uh, safe to say it is. So. Um, so he's like number number one trade-in target if you don't have him like pretty must much. this week now on field. He's going to give pretty up points. Much. Correct. Did he take yep. kick-ins? I think he did. He did, yeah. Took, he took a couple. couple yeah. Uh, so I what think, we got? I think Zeeble and uh, LDU still had... Uh, sorry, uh, McDonald's, McDonald's still had slightly yeah. more, but he took a couple and played on. Uh, Five Zeeble, yeah. three Sheasel, yeah. two McDonald. So. I had, yeah, anyway. So, I, like, what what average do you have him at for the year? 80? 90? What's he, what's he going this year? 90. Mm. In that role, I think. A bit like Dacos, pretty much. So, yeah, I'd say 85, 90. Oh, the benefit of being in a worse team as well. So that's very true. Is going to be down back than what Dacos had. Mm-hmm. Although Dacos got to like tear open games and win them at some points as well, which helped with. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's what we mean by must have. Like he also the other thing is he's going to get DPV round six. Defenses are pretty car at the moment, so I think being able to swing him back there and getting rid of someone like a. McKenna or a constable if they're out of form or dropped or peaked in cash, whatever, like that's going to be pretty awesome too. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, probably looking to, I mean, we've already got a stacked forward line, so to to be able to throw him back will be handy. Um, Jack Zebel, I, I really don't want to talk about this guy, but we have to. Uh, but can contractually obligated. Uh, uh, I'm actually going to handball straight to George. You, mate, I just don't want to even think about him. It's interesting. Um, pretty much didn't pick him because he was 32. You didn't think he would be waxing on and off uh, with Elmac and Sheasel this much, but boy, did he do it a lot. So I think he stays in this role. Does Aaron Hall come back in? I don't think so. Like they can't run all four McDonald, um, Zebo and Sheasel and, um, and Aaron Hall. He, he looked all right. I thought he's defensively, he was actually not too bad. In the preseason games, he looked absolutely terrible defensively. It was not too bad against West Coast, albeit. Um, what does he average? So I think his average when Hall came into the team was around 100. And before that, I think it was about 120. 
So I don't think we're going to see 120. Uh, it does feel like, I don't know if he can hit like a, not even sure if he hits 100 average because against West Coast, there was no pressure. He was just doing whatever he wanted, kick in the pocket, kick a, um, along the 50 arc on the wing, basically. So I want to see him again before I bring him in. Um, they got three chefs back there, so it's no pressure against West Coast as well. So I want to see it again. I think he can do 95. Yeah. If I if I remember that 2021 season correctly, uh, there was no uh, McDonald, mm-hmm. and so it was just Hall and Zebel. And those are mm-hmm. the only two. And Zebel took the majority of the kick-ins. This yep. year, you've got McDonald and Sheasel back there as well. So it just feels like there's another mouth to feed uh, that Zebel wasn't previously competing with. And he's that year older, and he's got the injury history. And it feels like the game plan is going to kick, kick in the back half of what it was when Zebel was doing it. There was still a bit of that, just doesn't feel like as much this year. Naturally, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he took, uh, what, like, 96% disposal efficiency. I don't know what his average was in 2021, but I'm guessing it's nowhere near that. So he was incredibly efficient. He had no clangers, uh, very unlike Zebul. But there is some positive in his score still, which is he had no contested possessions, which is also unlike Zebul. So I don't know. I get the feeling that he, if I had to put a number on it, is like a low 90s guy this year, which is still great at his price point. I don't think he's going to be a keeper, though, which means he's not a must-have. And I think there's still the injury risk that comes with him uh, being an older player. I think his dribbility is pretty good. I remember when we all had him 2021, I think he did like a calf in the last round when no one had trades. Yep. And then last year he had like a face injury, like unlucky. Um, but I think dribbility, yeah. yeah, dribbility does improve down back because you have less contact sort of, st- sort of stuff yes. and less, yeah. less taxing on the body. Zero contested. Zero contested. Yeah. Big positive. He's not going anywhere near her. <laughs> only, on only one in the whole like, game, actually, Jamie Cripps. <laughs> we'll talk about Juan Francis after, but I think you go one of them if you want one, especially if you've got Bruin and you need to offload him. I, I um, want yeah. one more week on Zeebel. With my yeah. trades this week, I'm five premiums in Chisel, so I, like, I'm only getting Juan Francis or Zeebel. If uh, like Hopper fails, basically, yeah. I mean, preemptively, I put my vote to Horn Francis, to be honest. But that's just probably a little bit biased, and just don't want to own Jack Zabel. Yeah, you, like pers- um, personal bias is coming into things here. Oh, I want to Like, is it again? If he fails or does, you know, I don't want to know about it in my team anyway. Uh, I guess we should touch on Cherry. I know Selby went with him. You guys did in fantasy. That is just super unlucky. Obviously, don't want to mention uh, betting either, but yeah, that didn't help either on that oh, front. Dude, George. No, we need to we need to do this. Okay, so there was a glitch um, on tab where Cherry was. If you multi Cherry with like a one hundred one player, you got twenty dollar odds. If Cherry got fifteen disposals, yeah. I, I, I think my mum sometimes watches this. I'm not going to say how much I have to put on it. But we, me and you together, and we would have cleared ten grand if if he didn't get injured. Yeah, not like dead serious. But Tab mm. were very nice; they refunded the bet. Yeah, thanks, um, Tab. Yeah, but the, Jesus, uh, yeah. oh my God, we would. Oh, anyway, so on, nice. top, on top of that, <laughs> that, that looks really trip good to Turkey as well for the head transplant. But anyway, paid for the hour <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> you actually had booked that in. 
All right, sorry, JD. We'll move on. We don't on, but... endorse betting. I know JD doesn't bet. Um, he looks down on it, which is fair enough. He should totally be, fair. That's, that's totally fair. But uh, I, I just thought that was worth saying. <laughs> <laughs> the overall point being, as I was going to say, is he looked really, really good, and it's just unfortunate because clearly they, you know, Clarko was given him the chance. He's been given the chance, you know, in previous years. You know, leaving Goldie out. He was playing really, really well. Um, and as I said, I know Selby started him in Supercoach. So very, very unfortunate. Um, it was going to be probably a little bit of a solid, you know, cash mate, grab. And I guess mate, part look of at it, the scoring. Yeah. 15% oh. TOG and he had 35 Supercoach, 26 look at this. fantasy. Four he, hit he outs to advantage. Bonkers. Four hit outs to advantage out of nine hit outs. So he was, yeah, I mean, look. I mean, BJ Williams is not a rock. BJ, but yeah, still. Jerry um, was 105 fantasy as a solo ruck in 2021. And yeah. last year, it was, I couldn't really tell because he was splitting with Goldie and he was injured. So I, I don't think I there mean, was any BFL data off that th- last year. This is in the same category as Josh Kelly. Like I wholeheartedly believe Kelly and Cherry were format winning picks if they were not injured. Yeah, Kelly is going to go 120 over the first six weeks against that schedule for 580k. Cherry was going to average 100 at... 300k or whatever like it's cherry just... probably the bigger one of the two really oh like... yeah 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 and there's and like, like a the stop money... gap between the rucks options like you would have got to see you exactly know... you got to see who ends up being the best ruck to go yeah. in the end as well like it's While just making cash yeah oh and you got to reallocate that money elsewhere like just yeah that's it's just so unlucky yeah i mean that's I the think... game though like you make good calls and sometimes you yeah, it backfires. Like I think shout out Klopp. He was like the only one in our Discord that rolled with that. Oh, and to- uh, I think Toby did as well, actually. So two. Unfortunate there. Um, yeah, it was looking really good. Ripper for him, but yeah, unfortunate. We touch on, West Coast um, side. Will, what? Well, just quickly, Will Phillips oh, okay, and Combin. Yeah, I don't think he touched Combin because he's going to be sec- He's going to be back to forward. Yep. Um, he'll probably make a bit of money, and he's good. He's talented, but scored like below ten. I don't think Played we need a slow the burn. whole game. Yeah. Yeah, and then um. Phillips. Will Phillips. I think you just assess this next week if he looks like he's best 22 and he plays well enough. So what do you end up with? 53 Tog, scored 65. Like, uh, come on, man. Yeah. Clarko. Well, Greenwood. I mean, I guess, you know, seasoned veteran, but you reckon there's something up with Phillips for that for that reason? Like, or is that actually... Just not best 22. <sighs> anyway. Well, interesting to see what happens going forward, but... Could be sub again, you know. You just could be. Um, West Coast side of things, pretty pretty average effort put out by them. North probably should have won this game a bit more convincingly, sort of let them back into it in the last quarter. But you know, Shuey looked okay. Hearn just farming kickouts as as he's always done. Um, you know, McGovern and Barras are probably the, like they've been their best two scorers. I think the last like two years, just because of how bad they've been. But they try their best. Um, Jinby actually. Just looks unreal for like ready made his big body as we've always said. But to lay twelve tackles in your first game, that's that's a pretty good effort. Um, you know, didn't do a do a hell of a lot with ball in hand. You know, obviously some contested inside work, a few handballs out of the contest, but just overall pretty impressed with what I saw from him. Um, so yeah, we're going to be fielding him for a few more weeks. They, they need him in the midfield, like this <laughs> halfback stuff. They they need him midfield. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Tom Cole, JD, you got. I know you oh, love the Tom gonna, Cole. We're going to talk a little bit about Tom. Oh, Cole, there's not huh? much West Coast as you look down, really. No, <laughs> there's no, only no. bad. Uh, like, no, long, I guess. Um, Don't want to talk uh, about Chester. Talk- 
We can talk about <laughs> Chesser. We cannot talk mm. about Chesser. Uh, be interesting. We to... all didn't have him for some reason. Then we got him in. Just, oh, I couldn't else find died. anything else. Yeah. yeah. Should have gone, should have backed my gut on uh, Chandler, to be honest, who I liked. Yeah. That just, my uh, structure but... would have been worse for that. That's all. I would have had to have fielded him. Obviously, that turned out well, but I think I would have fielded Green instead, week one, and that would have been bad. I did that in fantasy season rip. So that's all. I went for a better um, on-field right, setup. So, but anyway. so you're trying to get away from Tom Cole to talk. And I appreciate the hustle, Eno. But I mean, he scored pretty well. And as a 180K option, he's someone that at least needs to be talked about as a Jones replacement for those that can't go up. Uh, I mean, you, at the same price, you're looking at Goda at the other side and the scoring is better in, in Cole's favor. He's mature age. He's got a firm best 22 spot. Um, now, the role is not good. It's a medium defender. So what the scoring is going to look like from here on out, it's a little bit sketchy. But if they're getting pumped by, well, not pumped, but if they're getting beat by North, realistically, how, how <laughs> yeah, they're going to get pumped by a lot of other teams. It's going to be a lot of ball down back. And if you look at those top scorers, it's Hearn, it's McGovern, it's Barris, it's Cole. So I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of points to go around in that back line for him, even though he's not a natural super coach scorer. So it's an interesting one to consider. Just job security's there. Scoring's not yep. going to be great, but yeah. Is there any world you go Jones down to Cole? No, because I'm going to Dacos. <laughs> yeah, I don't want Tom Cole. No, I don't know what I'm going. He's. I think historically he's been in most in the 50s. I think maybe one year in the 60s. Again, his job isn't to win the ball. Like 20 touches a game, he's not going to average 20 touches a game. I don't want to no. feel this. No. If you started yeah. him, I think it's, he'll make a bit of money. I think it's all right, but I don't want to trade him in. Yeah, he'll make he'll make something. Uh, you have to make something from 180k, you'd hope. But is it going to be enough and worthy bringing in? Probably not. Uh, we could probably move on. Dom Sheet, I guess, is there. We didn't speak about, but you know, I think he was going pretty average until the last quarter. Um, probably got a bit of scaling on top of that, but to go 25 touches for barely a 90. Um, that's, That's what he shade. is. That's <laughs> what he is in the past. It's kind of yeah. what we knew. All right. We're three games. Right, he's he's not good, right? Like, he's just not good. Nah. Nah. He's better in the second half, but... He was better in the second half. Oh, it's, he's, not a, he's not a premiership midfield. He's not a future piece for them, so I don't know what they're going to do. West Coast need Yo back badly, by the way. But yeah. Yo, Yo and Gimby are like the only they things need... you can look forward to in that midfield. There is nothing else to excite me. Nick Nat. Is probably what when you are. Nick Nat, Nick Nat, Nick Nat does make some of the effect. BJ got absolutely <laughs> smashed, but yeah, yeah, they're a perplexing team at the moment. Um, anyway, let's move to this game. Who, which I mean, Taylor two halves again. Port came absolutely flying back in the third quarter after a pretty okay first half, and Brizzy just couldn't fire a shot in the second half. Really surprising. Um, so you know, Port side, Horn Francis, I guess, was. Is a really big talking point of this week. I think he's one of the most traded in players already. Um, the most traded in player. There you go. So, I mean, looked amazing. You know, was fending off Neil, shrugging off Dunkley. He did get quite lucky, I, I feel, watching a lot of his kicks, you know, landed in his forwards laps. You know, Brisbane defence yeah. is something I've always been pretty suspect about and that came to the front pretty obviously on the weekend. But he was good, you can't deny. So, um what, 60% CBAs in the end? 67. Uh, 67. I mean, it's, it's it's basically top three mid. Um, well, it is, but 
you know, it's only a couple less than, than wine. So he's, he's in there. Butters, you know, only half that. He does his work better off half forward. Um, big thing, I guess, is Bokeout, which I just read a couple of hours ago that he could be lengthy. They don't really know. He's had a bit of a rib issue that mm. is still healing. It could be two weeks. It could be another six. Like, they just don't know until he, you know, trains enough or feels better while training. So it could be really good for for the, you know, opening part of the season. So do you jump on now is a question. A lot of people already have, or do you give it one more week against the Pies? Come on. Is this not Raul of last year? <laughs> Tell me it's not. He's the same type of player. Uh, it's he offers a little more. Yeah. It's not, it's not, entirely not as one-dimensional as that guy. <laughs> as Raul. Oh, that's, but, yeah. Don't, don't talk. Don't, no, I know. We'll like, get to it when we but, see but, it. But off-season off um, like surgery as well on his calves where he had issues running and conditioning last year on the back of that. Like, Do you really think he's running out the season uh, as like their number one mid and going to score as well each week? And the other thing is like when we were watching tape, he got no attention, like absolutely no attention from the Brisbane line mids. There was no defensive work put into him at basically any stoppage. After this week, do you see that continuing you? Or do you think some of these other sides are going to start putting a body to him so he's not just running free after the contest? I mean, they'll take obviously. I don't think there'll be much attention throughout the year. Not from, well, not from Collingwood. He um, basically led contested possessions and score involvements and clearances for them. Like, come on, you, you like you've got a he's if he's playing like a danger, you're putting more defensive effort into him than wines. I think they go to Rosie if they go to someone. I mean, I mean, Rosie a little bit, but like, I'm not talking about tagging. I'm talking about standing the man. He was getting uh, like really cheap touches out in the open uh, around like stoppages because just no one was near him. Yeah, the, the Brisbane, the, the Brisbane guy, the Brisbane guy <laughs> would run off offensively and just leave Horn Francis open uh, when Port won the ball inevitably. Uh, it was uh, go back and watch the tape. He got a lot of cheap touches. That's what that's what scares me more than anything else. CBAs there's good. I test looks good. Just the, I like, I don't know, Rao vibes is, um, I, like, I'm waiting a week for sure. There's no way you could convince Rao me. Rao played more week. defensive at stoppages and he can't spread. Horn Francis can spread no problem. Yeah. I, I don't I, know. I, so I, I just mean more like in the big round one score, uh, but then like, is, is he actually going to be able to carry this out throughout the year? Not, not that they're like a perfect player comparison. Yeah, I mean, we don't need it for the year either, right? It's a what 340k you... forward, and you need him to just make, you know, get I mean, to 500. He's still going to go 90s. Yeah. You need to get to 500 by, you know, just before the buys. Is he closer to 100 or 90? Probably 90, though, in my opinion. This is a really I, good I'd game. Be, Three I'd goal assists, a goal. Third mid. Yeah, for now. I mean, he, he will be three goals as well. By the way, in this one, there was one that he had that was touched on the line, and another one which would have gone through, but it was marked by a Port player on the line. He could have had three goals. Yeah, I'm gonna bring him in this week. Um, <laughs> Me really? I think yeah, I think so. It's him or Callahan. I got to decide. Socks up. I mean, you are a sucker for like talkback radio. So Corns has gotten to you, hasn't he? You've been listening <laughs> to him every this, day. <laughs> this is this is South Australia brain rot. Um. Well, oh, he'd be all the rave over there right no, now, I, wouldn't he? I don't listen oh, to SA Radio. I'm Vic Radio. Ah, <laughs> uh, true. Um, man, he looks so good, insanely good. And I think we need. I need an out right now because I'm going Jones up to Dacos and then Kelly down to one of these mid prices. I'm looking at Setterfield, 
France, Horn Francis, and Zebel. And who's the best player out of these three? <laughs> Flemington Australia. Bayern, exactly. It's Horn yeah, Francis. Talent, Talent-wise, yeah. But he's like he's a second-year player. I know. He's coming you're right. off off-season surgery. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also the number uh, one draft pick and was the most talented kid in the country too. Yeah, but are they playing him behind the ball in a goal roll? Then they're not. They're <laughs> he no dominated. He's not that thirty-two. Game. He, he turned yeah. that game on and said, and he's done this in juniors as well. He did. I'm not well, dissing I, the talent. I'm just like discussing as a super coach. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Is this a stage? Wait, my more make. You bring yeah. up some good points. Um, we are getting a sixty-seven percent CBA mid. That's supreme talent that has what's a deficiency in his game i don't know i that i think it's like they beat the lines by eight goals which if, are they, look you're gonna want Juan francis good. for the showdown game uh, fair 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 uh, uh, even I, collingwood I this week yeah, I don't know. I, 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 i'm not against horn francis if you're a believer anyone that's, that's told me they're a believer like i just said bring him in that's fine me personally I'm waiting one more week to see if Hopper fails. And then if Hopper fails, do I want Horn Francis, Setterfield, or Zebel? I think in so George's like, case, it makes sense, right? Though he's reading, you know, redispersing I need to bring in somebody. Yeah. yeah. So if you have to do it now, like, do I like him more than Setterfield and Zebel? I guess we've talked about Zebel. We'll talk about Setterfield probably. I don't know. Horn Francis seems like the most likely to be a true keeper. Although yep. Zebel will eventually be able to go down back um, and he could be used there until you eventually upgrade that line, which is something to consider. Although people brought in like Ash and uh, Wanganin Malira for the same reason and that's yeah. blown up pretty spectacularly. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. comment down below what you'd have all of those threes in, but I'm going to envisage it's a lot of Horn Francis. Uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it makes sense to, to certainly wait a week. It's like, I guess you can make it whatever narrative you want. Obviously, the um, last year played through pain. I think he went to the VFL one game, had 30 touches. Um, Kane always says he's happier now. He wasn't happy last year. I don't know how much that affects like his upside and whatnot. I mean, it has but, effect. It has an yeah. Effect sure. Yeah. Come on. Like you've, you've had jobs that you hate and you've had jobs that you've enjoyed or at least enjoyed for that week and the difference in your attitude and how you rock up in the effort you put it. It's yeah. huge. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're professional or not. Your mood is totally linked to your performance. Yeah. One more thing is I read his draft profile again today. They said he was like unbelievably consistent player and unbelievable defensive application every week. It gives me a bit more confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, think, oh, yeah. Well, I was gonna uh, I was gonna say this before, Jenny. Like, if you're saying all this about you know not bringing Horn Francis, then Tanner Bruin has to be like straight out of your side, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> oh, pretty pretty much. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, because he is everything, but half of what Horn Francis has shown on the weekend. So Yes, and his role is less secure as well. Like all that. that's why I'm I'm pretty comfortable moving on Bruin this week because I can't see a world where he actually ends up being a better option than like Horn Francis, Siebel. Yeah. Uh, some of the mid mid Let's throw our own personal because we none of us could, I don't think are in this position. I could have been if I kept some cash in the bank, but if I had Bruin and he's, you know, named on they have all the same team as they did this week, Parfit Sub again or something. And I had forty K, would you just make that simple one move? early like right now like obviously in George's case it's because he's going jelly out and Jones and whatever but if it was just a simple Bruin to Horn Francis and you could afford it and use one trade would you uh, or would you wait the perfect world you wait I need to get someone and I really like him and I think I'm going to get him anyway for the showdown game and 
I just think that the role is going to hold. The 65% CBA role will hold. Yeah, okay. That, that well, gives me confidence. All right. To, to stop, stop well, let's keep the conversation moving. I think what we might be worth going through at the end is just of the mid prices. Let's just go like worth trading yeah. in this week, worth trading out this week, wait another week. Three categories yeah. and like where we land on some of these guys can be pretty interesting. Throw Warple in as well. Yeah, yeah Warple, we'll do sure. that. All right. Um, Butters was good. I mean, someone we can maybe look at later to fill our forwards lines out depending who we get down there or what happens to others injury-wise, blah, blah, blah. He's always going to be an option. Rosie sort of just maybe not coasted a bit, but he wasn't as involved as much. as, or He just didn't probably use it as much. He kicked a nice goal. Yeah, from it happened 50, last but year. Yeah. Um, what was it? Zero contested or something at halftime that Franco tweeted or something like it's not always the, it's not his game really, but yeah. Could the emergence of um Horn Francis as a mid is actually gonna hurt Rosie's upside, I think, as a pick this year. He's still gonna be fine as a keeper, but yeah, it's just uh, a little bit unfortunate. Yeah. eighty uh, percent CBAs this year. That's a lot. That's enough yeah. to not worry about. No Oh, I'm not worried about him as a pick. I'm just saying Horn no. Francis emerging yeah, yeah. does limit his upside. Um, nothing else from Port. We'll maybe move on quickly. Dunks and Neil both had pretty hot starts, but I mean, their scoring pretty much just followed the pattern of, of Brisbane and, and the whole game. Uh, faded out in the second half, pretty pretty remarkably. Both of them actually. I was sort of looking at their second half stats, and it was it was it was almost nothing. Like Dunks was just a couple, you know, a few tackles and handballs, and Neil yeah. really really fell off quickly too. So, um, uh, I mean, yeah. interesting things looking at their stats, like no marks for either Dunkley or Neil. No, um, a lot of handballs. Dun- yeah, Dunkley, just three kicks, six to handle. So like, it says under pressure the whole game. Um, despite that, he still has a very nice ratio. Both of them do because it's all contested. Tackles. Like 14 contested. contested of 19 touches, nine tackles. Um, no cheap uncontested stuff. Seven clearances in there for Dunkley. I mean, I'm, I'm still pretty bullish on Dunkley being um, the Wire top up there. scorer this year or, or one of the top two or three. So, yeah, uh, yep. just unfortunate week one. Hopefully, Brisbane bounces back this week. And McKenna, JD, word yeah, to the haters or what? Boy, what's up? What's up? <laughs> not best I mean, 22. Not best 22. Not even anywhere near it. Saying. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have the skills for it. Uh, we've got other guys that are younger, better coming through. I mean, I clearly hadn't watched the tape. I hadn't watched the tape. <laughs> I don't know oh, what he's about. I'll be honest. I, I knew he was good, but I was a bit worried about if he'd start rusty. slow. So I wanted yeah. him on the bench and then it just turns out that, well, a um, few things happened in um, um, team sheets and he ended up on the field, which I was okay with. Um, but I just w- wouldn't have been surprised if he dropped a 50 first up. But I'll take a 90 and, yeah, very happy now. Yeah, yep. was on my bench, unfortunately. This little number I want to look at, four kick-ins. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So That's the, That was the like, craziest part, not just that he scored well, but he was getting kick-ins, which means he's going to be safe going forward. Oh, yeah. This, this is probably... The closest to a must-have outside of Ginby in terms of uh, rookies in defence. Yeah, 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 absolutely. If you don't have him, I'm I'm more than happy with you jumping on this week early. All right, He's not going if anywhere. you don't have him and you've got Jones, this is an easy downgrade for me. Cool. All right, should we move on? Wilmot was okay. Um, all right for the bench. Um, we're only halfway through. We so might have done. to field Wilmot if something happens to Constable. Yeah, we might, and I'm okay with it. I think. Yeah. Oh, by the weeks. way, I saw Coleman come off. Like, I, I, I didn't watch the game yeah. live, so I saw footage of him coming off with like a bloody nose, and I think maybe a cut over the eye or something. What was his actual injury? Was it concussion? Is he missing time? Um, I think he has to 
pass tests this week or something, obviously. So let's see. He did um have it. It was with dunks. They sort of ran into each other, but yeah. Because yeah, is he, is he, he might he might miss a week. It's, it's but anyway, gonna, it's only going to help McKenna, and interestingly, it might help Wilmot as well. If you need to fill Wilmot this week, might be okay. Yep. Yep. Over like a Jones or something. That's probably why it makes it's relevant. Yep. Um, the D's. Um, again, a lot of these games, sort of, you know, teams just turning the screws in in the, in the you know fourth quarter, third or fourth quarter. They really just pulled away at the end um, from the dogs. Showed their class. Cosy was unbelievable. Obviously, going to miss a couple of weeks, but um, he was awesome. Max Gorn. I mean, he's just, just quickly, a it's a yeah. hot topic. Should he have got more than two weeks? Uh, I really hate talking about MRL, yeah. if I'm honest. Like, every I'm week. I'm going to skip that bit of AFL 360. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. Just talk about it's so mind numbing, man. It's been like every. Uh, uh, sorry, Jodie, to completely no, no, shut down uh, your look, question. I, but... <laughs> I have, I've not listened to any of the conversations. So oh, I'm just good. Like, looking at the action. I don't know how that's. It's bad. Only, it was bad. It's only two weeks, right? Like, it's yeah. not stuff that we're trying to stop in the game. I like. I know. Anyway, well, whatever. Yeah, the red right. If he got concussed, it, it it would have been six. But this is we're gonna have this discussion for another ten years. It's it's outcome. It's not action, and always has been, and always body will be. Um, Maxi, these the go rock man, isn't he? Really, like seriously, he just he's not slowing yeah, down. He keeps like, on going. We keep betting <laughs> against him, and the man keeps showing up. <laughs> oh, far out. One. I mean, it didn't make sense to play Grundy more than. Like no, because he's not as good. good lengths on him <laughs> the past few years. It's like he used to be <laughs> close. It's not anymore. It makes no sense. It's funny. I watched. Did you watch anyone watch the doco, the Show Me the Money thing when that sort of you know trade period? Grundy was featured on it, and you know they were sh- they showed like full discussions between manager and and you know clubs representative and stuff, and you know Goody and all that saying yeah seventy thirty ruck mate you'll get that blah blah. <laughs> That's not fucking happening. <laughs> not after that. Like seriously. Um, I mean, I think he had similar CBAs, but after that, like Gorn's pushing behind. He's Grundy's pretty much just resting forward. Like, and, and yeah. there's a lot of rumours that Gorn's body's cooked and he's going to struggle to run out the year. I, I didn't <laughs> see that in week one. <laughs> yeah, I know. With two goals, seven hitouts to advantage of twenty-one hitouts. It's a pretty good percentage. Good ratio. Um, good ratio. So yeah. We're gonna to have to keep an eye on him. He's gonna, he's probably gonna keep. I mean, there probably is gonna be some down scores um, at some point. Fifteen contested possessions. Yeah, he's always been good at that is, too. But I mean, but that's a really not high that's ratio. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Clary, what do we think of Clary? Sort of bit of a slow start and then had a good second half. Um, Need to get him in ASAP. He's probably my number one target, Six, really. Weeks. Yeah. So. Um, CBA's dropped by. There's only eighty percent CBA's. He was eighty-seven last year. Still I don't a think it's guy, too, they... too much of a big deal, but I don't. Oh, that could just got... be game variance as well, based on what he was, yeah. you know, off the ground and how many they had in certain periods. So, like, it's not, yeah. you know, you want to see a few weeks up before you draw out a trend. So, like, Sparrow's the third guy here. You know, Viney back. He's eating all those up. Harms, I guess, gets a few uh, at times, but guys like Pick, uh, Cozzy, and Neil Bullen, right? They're just in there for like, you know, the CBA. They don't actually play on the ball. <laughs> Um, afterwards, so I'm not concerned. Um, not really anything else to talk about. Okay, K Chandler, I guess, is the big you know rookie. And well done if you started him, and even if you've managed to field we him. We had him too. in a preseason team for three months. Yeah. We knew he was 107 in the VFL, but uh, whatever. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit hard to tell with job security as well. You, you're looking at the best 22s, and you're like, no fridge. Is he going to hold? Is he going to be sub? No, wasn't really sure. And then we saw like Jessel, we'll probably have to play him. So we picked him over that. But 
I think uh, I won't hes- hesitate to do Chester to Chandler next week. Um, all yep. going well. I agree. I agree. I'll be honest, he he would have been hundred percent in my team if he was a mid. You know, if he had mid mid status, true. That's the only true, thing that true. really just a lot of us are starting four premiums. You know, then we got Sheezel in, we got Bruin, so I just didn't have a spot. I guess over Radagalia, I probably really should have looked at doing that. Um, would have been nice, but no. So that's the only I mean, thing. And if I do bring him in, I've I've got to field him and like have to field one of him or Green every week from now position. on. So it is awkward. So I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. It's it's worth just quickly um, sharing your thoughts on that. I know because I know a few people are looking at. Bring one, bring in Chandler this week, and then two, fielding him. Like, where do you stand on these? Just let's just assume it's a one week gap. You've just got to field him for one week. D's play Brisbane Lions at the Gabber on Friday night. Okay, I'm fine with it, right? If, assuming you have Madden, um, then you can loop them. So, you know, you hope you'd get a, a decent score out you of the can, two, but you've you... got a Sava as well, right? But most right. Of the people not everyone. Know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, if you've got a Alwyn Davy there, I guess, then. You'll have, you'll have to take the punt. I'd field him again. I mean, Melbourne are a good side. They've, you know, a lot of inside 50s. He'll have a chance to score well again. Uh, obviously, it's away in, at the Gabba. Yeah, I'd field him over Green, put it that way. So, if it's only for one week, I think you take the risk. But if it's, if if it's you... like, if it's for the foreseeable future, right, and it's for, you know, has to be for the next month, then I don't know if I'd do it. I think if you're fielding, if you're getting Chandler in and you're fielding him, you're probably getting an extra premium in, like upgrading your team. Like going like a down brew and up somebody else, like I don't know, your 300 failure to Dacos or whatever. Jones off field or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a question for you, Anna. Have you contemplated trading out your loophole for Chandler? I also can't do this in one trade, George. So this is just not a. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have the money. If you had the money, would you though? No, not this week anyway. Maybe, you know, next week. I mean, we should get to, to it later, but, you know, I can do like a Bruin and um, uh, I think is it like Hopper or something to Dacos and Chandler, but I just don't know if I'd do that this week. Follow-up question. Uh, would you rather have uh, Chandler or Philippou as a trade-in and which one would you rather field? <sighs> Saints play Bulldogs, if that helps. Then you take the money with Chandler. Yeah. Who's going to score more? Uh, probably Philippou just. Yeah, he offers a little bit more. You know, can take marks. But but these are, really, you know, probably best side in the league if you'd ask anyone at this point, you know, very early point in the season. So it'd be a lot of opportunity for Chandler. And Cozzy out for two weeks, mind you. So does that help or hinder? Does he have to play deeper forward? Well, I mean, Cozzy's getting quest. midfield time, right? So if it of course, helps but... most is probably Lowry because... Um, Larry will stay in the side. Fritch comes in. I guess maybe is it like Fritch or Chandler gets to go up the ground more? Yeah. Probably Chandler. Like Fritch should stay in the forward line, especially if, uh, it, from hey, if you had to if you had to punt one week, I'd feel Chandler. Yeah, yeah, I don't I'm have like, I'm, with that. I was thinking about trading in Philippou, but I might go Chandler now. Mm. Does <laughs> so he have to be on the field much? The f- no, 40K uh, is massive. It could be like, it could be Hollands. It could be Davey. It could be... Chandler. Okay, you could make it work, whoever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're right. The um, money's money's pretty big deal. I mean, it doesn't stop me from getting Philip in next week either. Just he's probably got slightly better job security. I don't know. Yeah. Let's try and shorten the uh, the relevance here, players wise. We'll just move to the dogs. I don't see too much else with Melbourne. You know, McVie, Larry. They're probably not going to hold um, for future weeks. I think I think McVie might. 
He might. I mean, Salem might be a bit longer term than than. No, I think he's. I think they like him with Salem. Yeah, because he's in for hit, but but he's not going to score much. Yeah, not worth the correction. Who's coming out then? Yeah, who is coming out? On the team sheet, had harms in defence. He played. Oh, so maybe like Sparrow comes out and then Vani though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, true. Someone's got to go. I think Mick V does eventually come out if their side's healthy, to be honest. I don't think he was that good. Okay. Anyway, um, Timmy English. I mean, we know this is possible for him. It's a matter of yep. can he play I mean, we didn't, every game. The reason why we didn't pick him wasn't because we didn't know he could score this well. It's because of the soft tissues and the concussion history. Yeah. So if that was why you didn't start him, then you still don't pick him now. It's unfortunate. You just have to hope that... Um, it's a one-way score. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he can he go big, a... but like as JD said, we've committed to for those yeah. reasons to not pick him. So, not jumping on now. And he has a surprisingly decent history against Melbourne, um, too. So, um, that showed up again. The dogs midfield list hogging all the points here. You know, Trelaw ended up with the most. Libba, Bond, McRae. Ah, they sort of slid a bit in the second half um, as the D's got on top. I mean, they all kicked the goal each year, but. Bont, I mean, I don't think anyone has any concerns with Bont. I guess McRae is the one we probably need to talk about. You had a bit of a concern, didn't you, George, with how he's looking? No, just what I saw in the practice game, the CBAs were like 60-odd. I don't know what they were. About 62%, I want to say. Let me just double-check while we're... He doesn't do much grunt work like he used to. I remember watching him all those years ago. He was underneath every pack, um, getting the handball out, tackling. He's a bit more outside-ish this year. I don't know. That's why I saw. Do you think it's a function of Bont being on the ball as well? Like, if you've got Libba, Bont, McRae as your three, then McRae has to be the outside. Bont's the inside, outside. Libba's in and under. I think so. Mm, I mean, back in the day, it was Bont, him, and Dunkley, right? And he's probably still the so. most outside. Oh, uh, they they had years where they weren't running as much Libba under. Remember, they trialed him. For, no, not Libba, of course. Of but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He had thirteen contested. Uh, it's probably one. Maybe. I mean, give I him another word. I, give like, him a few more weeks, see what it's like. I think Given a lot how of the, the other mids like, have gone, I'm not that unhappy with McRae. Like, Steele yeah. didn't end up being better. <laughs> no. It was like the best one. Just <laughs> yeah, Kelly wasn't good. Laird wasn't that great. Brayshaw, uh, 70. Uh, Oliver basically uh-huh. scored the same for uh, 70k more. Like, you, like, Cripps was better, and that was about it <laughs> at the Pretty same price, price range. Like, it wasn't, yeah. And Bont, you would have been okay with. He was very good early, and then just when the game was over, he took his foot off the pedal. Yep. All right, let's speed it up a bit. Bailey Dale, unfortunate bad game, but I just don't think, um, you know, Ed Richards went well. There's just a few guys down there, you know, Daniel's still playing there. So for the time being. All preseason, Richards, Dale, and Daniel sharing. You're going to have one of them probably drops a bad game each week, and it might just be on rotation depending on how things structure up. Yeah, just so he gets the ball. I think Ed Richards is the man now back there. Because that's what... It, he killed Dale last year, and it's happening again. But we'll see. He plays the friendliest role, probably, right? Look, 16 contested. That's pretty pretty bloody good. Yeah, like, not for so. Half that's back, so. Um, 600 yeah. metres gained as well, just quietly. Yeah, very good. Very, very good. We need to touch on the bottom one. Yeah. That's, I mean, I was going to quickly skip over Oscar Baker just for our mid-bench. I guess we just probably never put him on your field, but he's at least probably going to keep playing, I would say. It wasn't amazing, but um, I don't know if they have much to come in. 
Liam Jones, uh, he got subbed out in like three minutes to go in the first half. So uh, looking at this, you'd think it was in the you know first five minutes, but he was really not heading towards any sort of score up until that point. Obviously, it's very unfortunate what happened. Um, and he's pushing to get up this week, but it wasn't looking good, George. No, nah, I'm out. Get me out now. <laughs> I can't deal with keepers and defenders. Uh, or, um, I don't know. I thought Bruce was doing the one that was peeling off or that was peeling off a bit more. I didn't really see Jones go for the ball as much. Um, yeah, I, I want out. I want out now. I, I can't handle fielding a player with this sort of floor. And the thing is, I guess we kind of knew this going in, but you don't realize till it actually happens. You're like, oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, and he, then the most annoying thing is if he gets up, he plays the Saints who have no totals. To basically, say. They have like... Kamini up there and like what else they have? I don't even know. Philip Gordy key forward in the Gordy, yeah, Gordy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and yeah, we saw what the Fremantle defenders did, like broke the record for points or whatever. So even then, if he goes big next week, I still can't handle the floor going forward, especially with Bruce in the team. Although Lob is injured, isn't he? he so is that maybe they send one up forward. They've mm. got enough surely to cover with all these forwards. Norton, Jamara, Sam Darcy. Do they play sweet? I don't think they need sweet. They got that. I, don't oh, think they need... I, I hope it's sweet that comes in for please. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, come on. Well, who's got a relief? Is Bruce Rock forward? I don't uh, know. Darcy, no, maybe. No, Bruce is playing defense. But I think they don't got to swing all forward. But then who are they playing in defense? They're already down Jones. They're not going to lose Bruce as well. Maybe Darcy reliefs. No, no, no. I think Sweet comes in. I think Sweet comes in for Lob, and uh, someone's got to come in down back for Jones, right? Unless Jones gets up again. Maybe Crozier comes back in. Yeah. It's not a perfect like for like, but like so, like others have got to play tall. Well, Jones can go. Against the undersized um, St. Kilda forward line, it's not like you need to have lots of tools. Like Crozier could play on, I don't know, Caminiti. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. I think there's Let's... a decent chance when it comes in. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll hope for it. You, if if he plays, are you trading him, JD? Who? Jones. Jones. Uh, I'm probably still trading him anyway. Yeah. I want Dacos in. He's got a, he's got a seven in his score now. He's, it's going to take a while for him to go up. I mean, he's going to score well against the Saints, but then his scoring's going to be up and down. He had five points for a half. I don't want that. Yeah, I can't risk that either. And, and they were getting pumped as well. Like, there was lots of ball back down there. So, I think he'll score well against the Saints, but who knows after that. Um, maybe footy scores is down. Hammy might be making some, some updates. So, <laughs> we might have to head over to the arch, arch nemesis <laughs> for the time being. There's <laughs> nothing um, wrong with a bit of Monty. Monty ball. <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's uh, been on our screens for, for a number of years. Jeez, I mean, a lot yeah, of yes. a lot of time lost to fan footy for sure. It's got to be one of the most visited websites uh, oh, over yeah. the last ten years. I had to know his numbers. Um, Jerome, 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 Jerome. Mm-hmm. Oh, George, you started. You started this man after uh, talking him up all preseason, right? 
<laughs> mm, I needed 40k and I was probably going Darcy anyway. I was happy with Darcy's game. I had minor meltdown. I was like, I'm trading wits to Darcy this week. I'm not doing <laughs> that. But um, half time score wasn't great. But uh, I think um we got him in fantasy at least, JD. Um his outside game's improved a bit. He's fitter this time around. And uh, he was just like grabbing it out, kicking out, getting clearances. So um yeah, pretty easy. I only saw like the last I think one and a half quarters of this or floating in in and out because the other game was on. Um, but yeah, he looked fantastic. And he looked fantastic in the preseason. So I think you've got him. You're very happy. I think most people are happy with their rocks, even though Darcy didn't match the others this week. I think we're still happy. So I will, um, the split, which we'll talk about, but yeah, the split between him and Jackson, I think means you're happy. But yeah, I mean, it's, this is like the positive regression we talked about, right? Like just another year removed from ACL. He did have pre-ACL like better numbers when it came to possessions um, and work around the ground. And that's now being paired with the hit-out numbers that come from playing um, non-recognized tools as rucks. Uh, so, yeah, like just destroyed. Uh, 51 hit-outs. Like that is three hmm. points. And I, I I would love to know on footyscores.net uh, how many hit-out to advantages yeah. you got. Yep, I think but, it was um, somewhere around 13. It wasn't as like decent number. Oh, it's still a good number. It's still yeah. a good number. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um Matty Browse wanted to bring up when you were talking about Horn Francis. Look at yeah. his numbers, like 21 contested, nine clearances, eight boy, tackles, boy. but just, yeah, yeah, a couple of marks, nothing outside He's of that. He's got it's two just, marks. That's, that's, that's got to be like a yeah, season high hey, for, yeah. for the last two years. <laughs> Probably is up there. Um, Took looked okay. Uh, obviously, uh, interrupted preseason right before, well, very, very late. Um, didn't play in the preseason games, but you know, always wanted to think about him. I ended up being one of the top mids the way the others sort of looked this uh, this first round. Um, as we go down, there's a little bit to talk about. Obviously, Flanders uh, got a lot of junk. You can see it there. Monty's put the old junk time there. A couple of goals late. Uh, I think he ended up yeah, like you know, pretty much forty point last quarter. So it was really nowhere near it for most of the game, um, which can happen with the role he's playing. So. You know, Bombers this week at Marvel might might be a little bit easier. The way the Bombers game was, you know, really open uh, on the weekend. So, you know, if you had him, are you, are you holding or, you know, say, I mean, look, obviously, if you don't have a Sheasel, obviously, you, and he's your biggest problem, you could probably just flick him. But if you did already have Sheasel and you, and you sort of kept hold on to Flanders, I know a few Discord members did, what are you doing? Waiting one more? Uh, if you, he's your only path to Sheasel, just get it done. Yeah, I mean, besides that, of course. Uh, um, I think he makes money, but I think we've realised there's a lot of more, a lot more points on the field we can get from him. I think you can still hold him. I think it's okay. I'll be honest; he did a lot of the. He seems like he went missing in the first half, which is what I did not see. But in the fourth quarter, I thought he looked good up around the ball a lot. Uh, I don't know how much was related. I don't know how much it was related to they got smashed. Uh, I think you can hold because you'll make money. Uh, I'm I'm pretty cold on him now. Like that that role, they've got to be competitive or winning games for him to score well. He kicked two goals in this game and finished on sixty four. Uh, they were in the just, lot like junk time, so like, probably not worth yeah, as much. But, but still, yeah. But like, it's not great, you know. And that, but that's what I mean, though, right? Like they got smashed, and so the role is dead, and it would have been a fifty or less. Uh, so, yeah, like, and the other thing is we've just got so many good forward options. So we've spoken about Sheasel. We've t- spoke about Philippou, Davey, Chandler as well, like, 
rookies. Then you've got um, Zebel, Horn Francis that we've talked about. There. Was there another mid-price forward that I can't think of at the moment? But anyway, like you could look at them and then you've got all these value primos. Like where, like where does Flanders outperform any of them? It's not in cash gen or in scoring. So I'm pretty happy to get off him. Yep. He's expendable. I don't think he's must trade, but I think he's certainly expendable. Oh, he was expendable Saturday at 145, I tell you that. He was very expendable. Yeah. If I had him this week, I'd probably hold one week and then look at opportunities next week and flick him then. Yeah. No, if you don't have Sheasel, you get rid of him though, right? Of course, yes. That is our yeah, yeah, big, yeah, big time rate. I'd do it straight away. Just, yeah. just reinforce that message. Just do it. Cash, you know, you can float the cash for a week. That'll be handed to you next week. Yeah. And she's probably um, outscores him on field anyway. <laughs> unless Gold Coast get a, a hold of bombers. Yeah, it could happen. Could happen. But um, yeah, I'll definitely just be getting Sheasel in. Constable, a little bit annoying. You know, I mean, a lot of us would have fielded him, quite quite a lot of us. So, um, you know, to get 26 touches, 23 of them being kicks, and to only score 56 is is a little bit disappointing. Six, what was it? Yeah, six clangers um, went at 46%. <laughs> so that just makes me concerned that, you know, if he's doing that sort of stuff the next couple of weeks, because I think he'll still play the next couple. He could very quickly, though, after that, be out for, for the likes of Powell and, and Weller and... I guess even Alice has to be squeezed in some at some point. So, yeah, just fingers crossed we can get maybe three price rises out of him. But it might, you know, that might not happen. Yeah, see how we go with this. Still fielding him for now, though, right? Yeah. You know, for the next couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, anything else, Gold Coast? I don't believe oh, so. Man, King, Bodie Yuland. If you had, if you had Ben King, trade out. Oh, oh yeah. Before he loses money. <laughs> yeah. Before he goes backwards. Yeah. It's probably uh, a bag in there somewhere, but it's again, it's just Liam Jones at the other end, isn't it? Like, it's just, uh, you know, you're going to see these scores. Um, yeah, Buddy Ulan, I think most of us, all of us thought, you know, when we watched some vision, it looks pretty good. So maybe one to keep yep. an eye on, but again, like with Constable, there just might not be a spot for him. But I like, I like, I come back, but I like him, though. Yeah. Another, another one that got kick ins, like he got more kick ins than long, only behind Constable, tied with McPherson. Yeah, I think um, he's kicking so... and went out in the full. <laughs> Something like that. He missed the target. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like on the footage, I actually liked what I saw from him as a defender and what he did. But yeah, like Pal, Ellis, and. You'd probably like Ella. more, like from a 20 touch game, you'd probably like more than what he ended up scoring too. But he's yeah, a 24 yeah. disposal guy in juniors, which is worth noting. He was injured all last year, third yeah. year now. Sydney thought, uh, side of things, Dane Rampey, uh, 330K, boys, you know, on, worth a cash on. grab here. Moving, <laughs> okay, Errol Gordon, yeah, probably didn't keep moving too. Um, superb. Don't yep. worry at all. It's uh, a 40% I think. CBA. I think that's what we expected. It was 50. It was 50. Yeah. Okay, better than uh, okay. nice. If you don't have him, uh, is he a priority get this week over Dacos? No. Uh, I don't think you have to have him. Probably got cogs instead, and I think you're fine there. Yeah, I think if you can get it, must you, right now. But if you can get him in, I would, but I don't think you have to. If you got cogs there, yeah, I'd probably I mean, I'd love to have team, cogs, but I can't but really get him. So, be top of your watch list if you didn't have him. Put it that way, but that doesn't have doesn't mean right now. Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. I don't think I would have had him above Dacos because I mean I think he's also a keeper, but just cheaper. 
and he's no like oh i guess there's tag threat for Goulden as well is the only problem but warner was good enough that warner might still get it ahead of uh Goulden. and warner was tagged out of games last year yeah i think Warner's the target still yeah uh meals i mean disappointing in a fantasy sense but it's just probably going to be him you know it was 30% CBAs. It's like the lows that we saw at the back end of last year. They've got other guys that can play midfield now. He's versatile. He's versatile. I, think just, yep. I think this is just where he is. It's not him being bad. It's just what horse has got the team, like in the team. Oh, by the way, Dill Stevens, my boy from what a couple of years <laughs> back, they got absolutely robbed of as a rookie that was going to generate me hella cash. Good to see him showing up. Quick shout yep. out to Dill Stevens. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could probably move on. There's not too much else here from from sydney oh, only other thing like matt roberts uh 27 super coach 29 fantasy off 12 percent game time right at the end there if he actually secured a spot somehow in this team he'd be a a, a good shot as a rookie yep he's scored 200s in this nfl juniors yeah he's got like massive growing potential for sure especially in that swan side just like needs to get a roll yeah it's gonna be very hard to do besides injury um all right, this game. George is tweeting, you know, Maddie Nick's ball, bloody booking his finals tickets. You do this whenever the Chrome are winning a game. <laughs> he, he was redoing his ladder, Chrome in the top eight. <laughs> <laughs> he was already putting well, in the leave. <laughs> Whites get more expensive the um, longer you wait. So I was looking at them. Lucky I, didn't I always thought you know, I was just still in this game. They were playing horribly in the first quarter. I don't know what they were doing with the footy. Like They were blindly bombing it, handballing it. It was the turning Rochelle it over. and Rankin show, bro. <laughs> yeah. Look, they, you could have put them away more, right? Rankin missed a lot of uh, shots oh, at goal. Yeah. Um, so that probably ended up costing you in the end, I would say. Um, but it was a good game. I've good never game. seen that. Like, you thought Brisbane's midfoot was bad. Capitulate, yeah, that was Led a bit. Oh, we couldn't, we, Tom, um, Tom Green was just pushing everyone out of the way, and <laughs> him and Kelly were just getting their hands on literally everything. I think it was partially like Rob losing to bloody Flynn of all people. Cogs bursting away, 800 metres gained. He was he was superb as well. I mean, yeah. like Tom, Tom Green, there was a reason why this guy was a must pick all season, mm. and he showed it. Let's just hope he can keep it up. Cogs yep. was amazing, especially once Kelly went down. Kelly looked like he was going to be a gun, and the CBAs were 68% CBAs from 68% game time. All tick, 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 tick. Uh, Cumming, Whitfield, Ash all looked like failed picks just one week in, especially Whitfield's um, concussion. And then really, I think the only one that's worth spending more time talking about is Callahan and how everyone feels on him after one game. He's probably the biggest one. He's around the contest a lot more than I expected. I should have seen that coming because that was sort of in the preseason game. But you just think no CBAs playing through injury, but doesn't seem to affect him during games, um, mm-hmm. the foot issue. So I just thought like, no, nah, I don't need a winger for 240K, but tons up again. Does he get CBAs next week? Well, they need to put someone in. They had to throw Ward in because no Perryman, no Josh Kelly. And against West Coast. Oh yeah. boy! Yeah, I'm not forcing him in, to be honest. But yeah. I'm, but I'm, I'm just waiting and seeing. So this pick is like Horn Francis category for me, which is I'm sketched out enough about it that I don't want to bring him in this week. I want to wait another week. And the problem is, I think he's going to score well next week because it's against West Coast. So even if he's not going to tell us he's much, not getting CBAs, <laughs> I think he's still going to get another good score. And Kelly's all out. his good scoring came this week was in the fourth quarter 
when Kelly was out, which meant he was even closer to the ball, he got basically half his stats in that quarter. And that's when all the scaling was, which is why he's got quite a favorable ratio as well. Uh, so I think he'll, so he, I, what I'm saying is I think he'll score well next week and West Coast. But then the week after when they play Carlton and Kelly's back, his scoring wasn't that good through the first half. I think he was on track for like a 60 or a 70. It wasn't great. Uh, so like what is the real Callahan scoring in that role? And I'm just pretty worried about getting on someone for 250K that doesn't have CBAs and uh, may get pushed out of that good scoring role once Kelly returns. Yeah, I agree with everything. With pretty much the whole um, spiel you just said. Like he only had one clanger. It was just another really good game from him. Pretty much going on. I, from only the six contested game. is a worry as well. Like so, six contested for twenty-five touches and then having a plus eighteen fantasy supercoach ratio. It's like almost unheard of. Yeah, contested mark in there, um, but that's probably part of his game too. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, times. Yeah. Um, what was his tog? Eighty-four percent. Is that eighty-four? That's yeah. a lot more than I thought. It was a lot less in the preseason game. But their bench just absolutely I, depleted though, right? Yeah, yeah they, they only yeah, had like two guys yeah, on the bench Whitfield. for the last quarter and a half. Kelly. Kelly, yeah. 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 I wouldn't mind getting him in. I, think I don't think it's money. the worst, right? Because yeah, the fixture is really good. Um, yeah, Even if he's not getting mid-time. But I'm with JD. I'm, I'm happy to wait a week on it. And, um, I, it's it's once again like you, if Hopper fails, if Hopper correct, fails, I can just go down. He's, he's yep. in the same mix as uh, yeah. like Callahan's in the same mix as like some of these other guys that we've talked about. It's just whether but you, you if you go for him, there. you want him against West Coast this week. I get that. I get that. I do, but I, I like the so, information yeah. a little bit too. But if yeah. it's, but, if it's only if it's only one of him of like um, like Callahan, Horn, Francis, Zebel, Warple, Setterfield, you'd rather wait another week of information than get the extra thirty points. But I guess we made the point. You don't get much information with against West Coast again. Kelly's out. For the other players, though, that's that's probably the more the bigger point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm waiting, but I don't totally hate going on it. But I don't love yeah, don't love the role uh, without the really cake fixture. Um, you know, there could be some really poor scores, but 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 they have one. They got Carl oh. round three though, right? So. I'll tell you what, you know. if he pops off next week and Ashcroft goes poorly, I could see a lot of people <laughs> asking Ashcroft to Callahan. Yeah. Look forward to those. Uh, the Mighty Crom. Well, they're not Mighty Crom. I don't think it's um, the worst thing to push Ashcroft to the bench if he keeps this up. One week, George. Give the kid a chance. Okay. He's okay. best best talent in the country. Okay. Um, I mean, they're about to get smashed by Melbourne, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's he gonna be funny. But to me, but did he? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um and then it's dogs the week after. Like this is just such a brutal fixture. And then round four they've got the pies and he can finally show up. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh Rochelle George, he was probably one of your well super coach wise almost, but probably the best player you on the ground, I would say. For you guys in the end. Um that was good winning it in the four and a half of the stoppages. Um, I mean, he did a hamstring in preseason, and he had to get a hamstring rub. That's enough to scare <laughs> me personally. But he looks good, and he's. We're gonna <laughs> no use him more in the midfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So there's two that like let's let's talk about. Um, Dawson. Firstly, uh, what did you think of Marty Cromson in his first game as captain? It was a classic Dawson game. Just taking a few marks down back. It was good. Few kick-ins late. 
Yeah, took took most of them for the for the crows. Yeah, yeah, Top like a little bit disappointing in. that he didn't turn up, but ah, like per- perfectly fine if you picked him. And then, all right, rip the bandaid off, Rory Laird. Um, hit us, George. What happened? <laughs> I've spoken of this has been in my oh, head every half an hour. Sorry, wait one sec. Do you need a minute to go grab another shot or what? No, no, I've got a, I've got a clip. This can happen. Remember, we mustn't forget that it's been raining. So, the pitch is quite. It's sp- been raining. Yeah. Are so you I'm... being serious? God, it's raining for both teams. Yeah, I know, but the come pitch on, is... Ty. <laughs> it's a bit hot, George. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I had to do that. <laughs> come on, bro. He said it. <laughs> he said it. It was too hot, bro. <laughs> What was it? I don't know. It was like in the 30s somewhere. Uh, he was on like 25, 27 at quarter time. First quarter was fine. Yeah. Even though he was on that, I was like, uh, I don't know. He's not playing that well. So when things get hot, then, Laird gets out of the kitchen. Is that what you're saying? Can't <laughs> cook in the heat. I just, I, I, in all honesty, picking 700K players, noob move. Like, honestly, I, I kind of knew that. But the whole point of picking him was in case my captain failed, like it did all in the first half of last year, I've got the fallbacks. It's not going to happen this year. And, and he does that. And it's that, actually that, the most insane story. Like, Oh, on. my God. But like, even Can I just say, I was really impressed by Sam Barry. They must have worked on their teamwork over the preseason because if the one synergy. goes down, they're both going to go down. <laughs> Don't ask me about comp yeah. players because I liked Miller and oh my god, I, I kind of figured out that Miller was no good in preseason games at least. So at least I actually got to see a bit, but I expected a lot more from Barry. There was a whole page advertiser article on Laird in the paper this week. It was going to explode this year, whatever. But um, one thing I'll note is. Their setup at stoppage was weird, and I saw this in the preseason game, is they'd start Laird far away from the stoppage on Tom Green, where he'd swoop in and try and get the ball. But Tom mm. Green's too big and strong for Laird, so he couldn't get it. Uh, it was just weird how they set up at stoppages. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes he was a, he was near the center bounce at, with when he was on Josh Kelly, but he'd set up far too often, far away from the stoppage. It's just a bit weird. Uh, and he just struggled to get the ball. So I don't know if that had much to do with it, but it sounds like he did say that he was struggling in the heat. Um, look, All right. Laird has been uh, Laird puts up. He's been putting up numbers for eight, nine years straight, premium numbers in defense or midfield. I think he bounces back this week. Yeah, yeah. But this so, is this is just the most bewildering thing I've ever seen. I feel like we're heading into emotional damage territory for George here. So just quickly, on the, like the two big questions will be like trade or hold for Laird. And I think we'd all say hold, like you paid 700K for a top premium, he should bounce back. Uh, but some people will ask, but what if trading Laird gets me two premiums this week? Like by trading Laird, I get to unlock Jones to Dacos and do something else like you know Bruin to Cogs or something like that. People, I've seen a few people do that. They get, they use the boost, they turn yeah they go to the 13 premium setup with um getting out of lead like it's just a restructure of your yeah. starting team uh, the, but you but you're thing, down a boost and three trades so i'm not i'm not against it because you are advancing the team and all the midfielders like take your pick They've, i mean i don't know if they keep this sort of form up but um some of them are going to be 600 like going to drop 100k um so I'm not against that. I will be holding because I picked him as a captain option. I dare say he won't be captain next week. Um, I think Vice is still okay, but certainly not captain. Just want to make sure everything's all good. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, the performance was, uh, I don't know. George, just, like this midfield, are we attacking it for VC and C for the yeah, season? Yeah, I think we, Tim Taranto, VC and Fantasy lock it in. Um, like Laird to Berry, trade to Schoenberg, Saligo. You know, Rochelle, whilst he's good, is is can, can be handled in there by bigger bodies. Like, look, we have we don't have the Tyler best. Midfield. No. We're better than that, but we, obviously, we're probably a bottom six, maybe bottom four midfield. And we yeah. like last year, if it was led or bust, and Barry was good in the second half of the year, but that was it. We didn't really have a proper third midfielder, and so we saw Laird plays bad. It was a capitulation. Yeah. Shows a reliance, hey? Yeah, yeah. So, I, um, yeah. The CBA mix is really weird as well because it's basically Barry and Laird 70% and then no one else is above about like 30 or 40%. Like it just, everyone else was rotated through. Um, yeah, like I think Ligo, like late in the Michelli, game, they Brown. just threw like Brown in there. and, and I, I'm yeah. okay with that because I think that's, I don't think any of them are good enough to be full-time mids. Like Renke Rochelle, obviously, like they're really good, but we need them forward too. Yeah. Whereas Saligo is still really young. Sean Berger, I, I don't see it to be honest. Um, but I think that's going to be the setup. It'll be Laird and Berry, and then six other guys rotating. Uh, just, just quickly, Pedler. I think that's a name that a lot of people might have heard of, but not know much about him. So, George, can you just give us a quick spiel on who he is and whether he's worth? Oh, I had him as a void. Yeah, I had him as a void in my when I did my rookie video, and it was only because he's expensive. Like, obviously, like in other formats, he's the lock on your bench because his base price. We all got that, but. Um, I thought it, he, he works hard for marks up the ground. Like you see him mark a little bit on the wing and he's pretty damaging. He's explosive. He's powerful. He's had groin issues for like two years, basically. And um, a bit like Yo, Yo's a bit older. So I think it's more compounding like injuries now with him, but um, he's never had a full, he's never been fully fit. Like in the finals last year, groin popped up, I think. So it sounds like he's had a full preseason and um, looks really good. Uh, half forward role, pushing up a little bit, taking a few marks. Um, he's a good player. He's good. Yep. Uh, would I pay 170 for him? I think if you started him, you'd be happy. I don't think you'd trade him in for 170 though. Base price, I think he'd be must-have on your bench. Uh, him versus Philippu, for those who don't have Philippu. No, I'll, I'll take Pedler. Uh, and Pedler versus Asaba. Pedler as well. Yep. That's my question. Yeah, like if I can make that move. If he does another really good score this week. I mean, if you need Philippu in your midfield, you take him. Like you don't want to ruin your F6 because of Pedler. Yeah. But I think he'll be better than those two. Cool. Okay, that's the one for the top of the watch list because he's not very highly owned. Yep. But forward role. So he'll, be, he'll play midfield at some point. All right. Uh, the new premiership favorites, uh, the Dons. Top of the ladder. I think what was there's a stat with the first time in a while. I don't know. I can't uh, the, remember it, the but... first the the team that finishes on the top of the ladder in round one, um, all but one team in the last twenty eight years have made the finals, okay. which was the Lions in two thousand seven. So they've teed that up for Essendon to spectacular <laughs> to be the second because I don't know how many of those teams like uh, were like a bottom team, you know, beating up a, another bottom yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay Sis, uh, I don't really know why I came around to him so sort of late in the last few days before round one but I just sort of the more I looked at it I was like look I'm not going to shit on Essendon here but you know they beat him by 10 goals and Essendon aren't, aren't the greatest team in the world like this is going to be the case for Hawthorne all year they've like any little last bit of talent or you know veteran player that can really do a, a job they've, they've pretty much walked out the door besides like Bruce so they are really going to be under the pump this year 
get to find out about you know a lot of the younger players, but it's just going to be down back so much that that Sicily's going to rack up I mean, thirty touches here, and he only had one kick out. Like, come on, he's really just going to just mop up back there all year. Um, and another on. selling point was too when Luca, uh, you know, in our Discord, big Hawks fan said that they play in blank, or they picked blank and Frost, you know, two other tall defenders. So he's going to be yeah. the third. And he just didn't play on anyone all day. You know, maybe like a Menzi or someone at times, but he wasn't giving anyone any respect. So, um, yeah, I think he had a pretty good shot to be, to be D1 this year. Um, only thing worth pointing out, he, so, so I, this is where I got Doherty confused. It was Sicily that had just the one kick in, uh, yes. and like, like everyone else took them. So any concern about the fact that Sicily's got low kick in numbers? Um, for one game, no. One game sample, I'm not. And a lot of the time, Bramble was just kicking it to him in the pocket anyway. So I'm really not. If he can get 30 touches without a, you know, with one kicking, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I think there's. I think he'll get more. He'll be. Able more. I mean, I know they like Bramble, but I did not think he was good. I guess like there's only, yeah. I'd like be surprised. I'm a little surprised he's still getting games. To be honest, so I don't know. He yeah. might get I didn't take much notice of Bramble, but when he was a rookie for us, I thought he played well a few years ago. Yeah. Is that the ground a bit yeah, run? He, he took a lot. Like, uh, he hasn't really settled in a position, I don't think, since then. Yeah. And yeah, that's hurt him. Um, but there's, there's a couple of guys in that boat. Uh, all right. Um, Warple. Warple and Ward, pretty much. Oh, and Warple and McKenzie. Yeah, Warpedo. Um, I didn't mind his game. Uh, I'm not saying he was amazing, but I think it's just Warple. Like, yep. you know, his last couple of years' form wasn't truly him. Um, but he's, you know, he's not going to be a world beater either. I think this is what can we we can uh, expect. I mean, lead lead CBAs tick, lead contested possessions tick, lead score involvements tick, lead clearances tick. So uh, I think the only bad part is he needed thirty touches to have a ton. He had twenty nine, so he just missed out, uh, which is not great. And I think that was the one thing I called out in the preseason when we were talking Discord, like the fact that he had to go thirty in the preseason to get a low ton is not great because is that really sustainable for him to do? high 20 average numbers throughout the year. But all the other optics, I think, were really good for for Warple. And it's just pretty clear that there's no one that's clearly ahead of him, um, uh, apart from probably Newcomb on what we saw last year. But it's it's those two are the clear one and two. Yeah, I'm looking at his stat line, and I'm confused how that's not a bigger score. Yeah, yeah, because the, the, there's no clangers. It's both efficiencies, isn't that terrible? Like, yeah, I, I don't know either. I'm very happy well. with Warple. I would get him in if you can. He's yeah. going to be one we can hold for a while. Probably to the bye. Did I, better than half the bloody six hundred K boys. Yeah, he's not great watching, but anyway, he. I think yeah, I, I'm happy that I've got him for sure. Uh, McKenzie was very good. Must have rookie. Everyone agree? Yeah, agree. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, I mean Merritt two point So I've already got a softness, and he actually seems to have a bigger kick than Merritt as well. So sky's the limit. Yep. Nothing else really down here. Fergus Green, I guess, but probably expected that this can happen playing I mean, for Hawthorne. For those that got on day as a, um, a well, mid-pricer. This is a crazy score here. The yeah, he's right. The ratio. Up, so that's very concerning yeah. for any super coach owners, but no, I don't think there's a hell of a lot of them. Okay. Um, the Bombers, I guess, Parrish Red worked bomb. his way to a decent score. Um a lot of possessions just struggled to score a lot from them, but um, you know, I mean, 13 clearances, really good numbers, but 
Yeah, this is another one where the numbers don't seem to line up, right? 37 touches, 18 contested, 13 clearances, like nine score involvements. Mm. Just kind of wild that it didn't lead to a better score, but he got there in the end. And surprisingly, one of the 600K guys actually was not terrible. Yeah. It might have been one of those really high, you know, fantasy scoring games where there just isn't, you know, super coach, the points are capped. So I don't know. It was one of those games really up and down, JD, a lot of, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of possessions and, and whatnot. Ridley, what did you think? You two owners here, so um, yeah, impressed. Yeah, I think the defense has changed enough that Ridley's going to be all right this year. It's a little bit hard to say because once again, Hawks um, forwards undermanned. Same thing as St Kilda that they played in the preseason. So I haven't really seen how they're going to uh, line up when they actually have three proper tools to play against, but. Thirk Satcher seems like he has come on as a true number one um, key defender for us. And then Laverde there is second. You've got Kelly that can kind of play um, like tall or small and Redmond can kind of take medium and small. So, yeah, it seems like they've actually got a mix now that does free up Redley and that seems what they were trying to do. Looked pretty good for the most part. Um, a little bit of a shame that he got pulled off for a reasonably long um, uh, break at the end of the game. He was kind of going at like 96 97% time on ground and they just pulled him off on the fourth once the game was um, out of the way. Uh, and then I think the only other thing is like he split kick-ins with Redmond in that really good year he had a couple of years ago. He was actually probably taking more like 75, 80%. So that's slightly down. But if it's just a split between the two, um, not the end of the world, then that might have just been a function of where the ball was at a certain time. But I have a feeling that they've both got the license to take it out of defense. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably just going to be pretty evenly shared. I thought McGraw was okay. Like he provided a bit of run and carry. He will at times. I, I, I think it, this is a little bit like the dogs. They, there's going to be some up and down games here where one of them is going to randomly have a down game and the others are all going to be fine. But I mean, the other thing worth pointing out is Essendon thumped the Hawks by, to, what, 10 goals in the end. Probably not going to be the standard script for Essendon this year. Expect to see more ball down back. Um, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, seeing how that plays out and then also how Essendon's defensive structure changes against a taller forward line is probably the two things here. Um, quick question, if you don't have either Ridley or Dacos, is Dacos ahead of Ridley for you? Should we save that question for the next game? <laughs> I, I, oh, yeah, can we, we, can, we can compare as well. We can throw in Redmond too. And we can have Richards in if you really want to. <laughs> uh, I'd go Dacos still. I'd probably go Dacos, but I don't think there's much in it. I don't think you can go too wrong. All right, let's uh, quickly whip through some of these others then. So Setterfield, did you like what you saw? Second half, it was good. 10 marks, that's a lot. That's not yeah, sustainable. Yeah. Oh, no, he was junk time second half. All right. So the positive thing, I think, for Setterfield, apart from the score, was 74% CBAs. And it was actually second most. I had a, had him peaked going fourth or fifth most and kind of being around the 50% mark. All the stats show, like, it was when he had more than 50% CBAs last year, his super coach was over 97, or, like, 97 was the average. So 74% CBAs is great. But this game, the first half, when it was actually contested and on the line, he basically did nothing. And then once Essendon tore him apart in the second half, he pigged it up, which is why he's got that um, negative ratio. And then the thing that he was kind of brought in for, which is the contested side, he only had three contested possessions and one clearance. Compare that to Parrish above him with 18 <laughs> contested possessions and 13 clearances. So, I mean, I, I don't think that's going to be the standard game from Setterfield. It's just interesting that the things that he's kind of talked up as this big bodied mid that's going to help out there didn't translate that to anything on 
the points. I'm not sure if that's because they're using him actually as more of a defensive mid when he is in the CBA rotations, and and that's what he's bringing that um, Parish, Shield, Merritt don't traditionally bring. But that does worry me. Like if he's getting those CBAs but just doing the defensive stuff only, maybe the scoring doesn't come like it has in previous years where he has been a CBA mid. Um, so very long, rambly way of saying I – think there's don't a chance that Setterfield is still a bit of a fraud pick. I wouldn't be bringing him in this week. If you don't have him, I'd wait another week. Um, if you do have him, you'd be happy with what you saw, especially the CBA numbers. But yeah, this uh, like I've got a slight feeling that this may go to shreds, especially in games where Essendon isn't as competitive. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll take all that word for it. I mean, I didn't catch this. I think I started watching the other game. But yeah, that was like half time going, oh, you know, Dud pick, dud pick. They end up on the ton. I was like, oh, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. Um, so yeah, good explanation. Alwyn Davy had a couple of chances. He probably should have nailed a cut, you know, a goal yeah, or two he, more. He could have um, had a couple more, but he looked good. Yep, He's yep. secured best twenty-two. Um, I like you don't have to trade him in this week. You can always wait. But I think most people have got him. Looks like he'll be fine. Yep. Um, and then Menzi was really good. Um, who's worth quickly talking on? I think most people avoided him just because he didn't know what the job security was going to be like with. Uh, what Guelphie, Snelling, uh, and Waller Tip kind of side. out of the side yeah. still. Yeah, exactly, whether, whether he holds. But yeah, he looked very good, kicked a couple of goals. Um, I think he holds his spot as well. I don't think he's a priority must get in, especially at his price point. Some of the others we've been talking about, Philippu, Pedlar, Asava are all around there as well. So I think he's just another one of those that goes into the wait another week, see what happens, and then pick the one that you want. Yep. Cool. All right, last game. The Saints... I mean, yeah, what all the first time coaches got the dub this week. So, well, not, yeah, few of them aren't first time. Yeah. I think well, Ross, Ross the boss, notorious first time coach. <laughs> yeah, Clarko, not the first time. And um, who's the other one? Uh, it's Scott. It's Scott. Yeah. yeah so, Scott. anyway. I'm oh, sorry, Brad Scott. First time this year. Kingsley's the only, the very first time. But um, yeah, all got dubs. So, Saints, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, this, their scoring isn't <laughs> super coach wise massive, but they, they end up winning the game. And that's probably. Part and parcel to those Frio defenders, which which we'll get to. But um, on the Saints side, I don't really know. Yeah, like Sinclair, okay, but it's sort of obviously parted to a bit of that rebounding to to Wanganee Malira. Not not a not a whole lot. That turned out to be not a great pick for for round one anyway. But you know, maybe he's still an option for our sides. But I wouldn't be obviously jumping anywhere near him yet. Jack Steele is a very interesting one. What do we think here, George? I know you're a big lover of Jack Seal over the years. What are you, what are you seeing with him now? Just warming his way into it. Just, uh, I've been saying this for the past month. I just want to give it six weeks and see how he goes. Yep. I think it'll be around the mark, but no reason to rush him in, no reason to trade him out. Okay. Like He's um, fine. He's fine. Rowan, I mean, not much needs to be said. Probably just a, one of the toughest matchups you'll get this year. Ruck-wise, you know, Freo, uh, probably Freo in Melbourne. That, that will be tough for any ruck, uh, especially when he doesn't really have much support. So um, expect him to, to do better. Uh, what else? Philippu, really good. Really, really good. I was impressed um, with his calmness. Playing higher as well. I was playing a bit around the ball, stoppages around the ground. It's like there was, there's one point where he popped up in defensive 50, like taking a mark. I'm like, what? what? Why is he mm. here? Like they put him behind the ball. I got so excited. But then and I just he worked hard into it pushing up yeah. yeah he's one to keep an eye on obviously rolls not the greatest but honestly he's he's one that looks like he could still find a way to score well and then obviously the, the price is just a bit annoying like you know obviously has to do yeah. a little bit better but one to keep an eye on um 
I tell, I if he scores yeah. well against the dogs, then like I think you're in on. You're looking at him, yeah, yeah. Um, by tell, I had on my field until I made a, a late change. I think it worked out okay for those that, that that stuck with it. I mean, he kicked the goal in the end. He doesn't do a hell of a lot outside of defensive work. You know, he's manning so wrong all game. Seven tackles. Um, it's sort of something that Winhager does right. So is it just straight in, straight out? That's what I'm fit? worried about because Burns uh, was in and Burns was good. Yeah, like he's not bad by tell, but Windhager's better, right? So we'll see what Ross does. I wonder if they give Windhager like another week in the twos or something. Probably not. It's just a hand, right? I do say that if if Bytel can hold when Windhager comes to the team, which is also annoying because Ross has still got to come back in. I think you can field him over Ashcroft. (sighs) If if this very week, this very week, you mean? Yeah. If Ashcroft does bad, nah, not against the dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, not this week against the Dogs, no. But he's probably not even going to play, to be honest, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, that's a... He's, like, not good enough to get dropped, but not good enough to be better than Windy's. It's a bit of a tricky one. And fieldable if he's playing, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, he probably makes way, unfortunately, but we'll I'm see. I'm like he's an idiot saying Ben Ashcroft, aren't I? Yeah, just don't make these calls yet. Okay. <laughs> it's like tweeting uh, Matty Nix at halftime. Many um, next football. <laughs> Frog, <laughs> Calm down. Uh, nothing else really. I mean, Mangani Malira, oh, if if uh, people own, is just, yeah, not. Ma- Mason Wood, the legend only grows. What was his pre-fe- uh, pre-season score? Like 130 or something? Yeah, he was really good. He's turned into a pretty good player after. A, I mean, I, I recall bashing him quite a bit at North for, for not, you know, not doing a whole lot, but. Yeah, it was 128 he's come in the good. preseason. Yeah, so, I mean, he's like nearly 400k mid, but yeah, just sneaky watch. He's come pretty good at the Saints. Um, and Kammer, give Kammer a shout out. Why not? Scored 34, played his role. Obviously, pretty tough down there. They haven't got a whole lot um, with him and Cordy, sort of, you know, Kammer's a first game, uh, you know, first game player. Cordy's just sort of a makeshift forward and... Um, yeah, they, they did well, obviously. You know, ended up getting the win. They uh, provided contests. So um, I think a few people might own him. You know, he's the only sort of 102k that, that we could really pick. So uh, people might have tried to find some money there. Um, and I think he'll keep playing. Um, so good old Kamajis. I didn't see Dan Butler only scored 15, by the way. But anyway, um, all right, this Freo defense. <laughs> what the hell was this? What were they doing? I don't know how to read into this. Because I think he's <laughs> young in the top six. Young is like a classic pre like he, he didn't try in preseason, he was just walking around doing nothing. And then um yeah, all the I guess the hype around him in the preseason kind of showed today, but I don't know how much you want to read into this. Like this chip mark nonstop switching. I really like him, George. I do. I do. Um obviously, yeah. Bit overs on the marks and thirty touches is gonna be every week. I absolutely would, yeah. Absolutely. Ridley. They have to change this game style up. Like, seriously, they can't do this again. Um, yeah. Um, like, the Freo fans would be blowing up over West watching that on the weekend. They had no aggression, no no intent to go forward with the footy. It was, I mean, credit St. Kilda's pressure and whatnot, but seriously, that was poor. Um, yeah, like, that is monster numbers from them in both formats, all, all three of them. Um yeah, give another week. But I still I do like Hayden Young quite a bit. It's funny I didn't really 
want to look at too many of the 500k options to start with and all you know three or four of them really really proved to be good uh week one at least um sean darcy first half i mean first quarter it was really he did his damage to his own score a few clangers handball clangers dropped a mark like a chess mark and not a chess mark but a, an uncontested one in, in in the forward 50 that obviously could have netted him a goal that sort of put him, pegged him behind a bit. And then at half time, he just lost a couple of stats. I don't know what he lost. Maybe a tackle here and there or something. Um, it went from like 39 to, to 24. And I was thinking, oh boy, <laughs> everyone's everyone's talking rubbish about the big man. But he, he monstered out a big second half. Um, dominated rowing in the hit outs. And um, it's always been frustrating keeping a really close eye on him over the last you know year or so as I have. That The mids just sometimes don't, I don't know if it's partly his fault too. They just don't you know corral the ball and trap it when he i mean he does punch it a bit too which doesn't help either but he could get a lot more hit outs advantage than he does and obviously it clicks sometimes in a given game but a few points left out there from the big man is what i'm getting at so anyway the ruck split what it was pretty pretty much 80 20 like he attended 61 yep. out of 78 ruck contests like actually was at cbas like his cbas were yeah actually, like, roving cbas yes correct he's playing on the ball in like the fourth quarter so um no concern here for me at all unfortunately my uh, all our ruckman well our ruckman played each other in round one which you know can't change a fixture anything else boys andy was poor but like good dream team bad super coach but yeah, just <laughs> It'll be fine. Easy oh, that ratio is like it's classic, incredible. Classic it was worse too. Ball. It was like it's one ten fifty. Like it was insane. Um, how uh, bad it was, but yeah, five. Nat five. <laughs> oh boy, trade out. Go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Henry, you want to talk about Henry at all? Two hundred k. Yeah, you, you didn't mind Henry. Nah, Pretty good. Touch. We got better options, but there um, are more options. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, I think I think that's it. I think we've done a good job, boys. Yes, yeah, it's been a long one. Probably try to keep it under 110 minutes next time. But uh, look, we're probably going to do like the game by game though. stuff. I think early rounds, and then once once you know it was just upgrade season and whatnot, we probably don't have to analyze every game. Um, so I don't mind doing it the next couple of weeks. But yeah, it's pretty important at this time of the year with you know people are restructuring, obviously boosting already one um, game of data as well i guess one game of data yeah, can we rank so. the um warple setterfield franco and siebel and callahan yeah callahan okay and uh, i'm just i'm assuming the ones that you've um left out you're all happy with uh, like trading out popper swinging them all era flanders bruin fife yeah, they can all go. Yeah, yeah. Although I think I'm gonna hold Tanner for right. one week. I still, I still got Warple number one. Anyone disagree? Agree. Uh, no, I agree. Has, who, who have you got number two? Throw someone, throw a name out. I got Horn Francis. Agree. I've written that down here. Franco two. Oh, I, I understand. Probably, what you probably probably I think you. I think you really want to just you want to see one more week because. We don't know if he's going to be consistent. The first practice yeah. game, he wasn't good. No. Second game, he, he got frustrated seven. and he went missing. Yeah. Like production wasn't consistent. And even the, even that game, he like had three touches early and then was missing for the rest of the first quarter. Uh, what what is that? Anyway, 
Sorry. Yep. Keep going. So Horn Franco two. I, I can probably believe that. Uh, is it Zebel three or is it Setterfield three? Or Callahan three? Zebel three. Yeah, I think it's Zebel for me too. And then Setterfield Callahan. four. Or Callahan then Setterfield last. Uh, of those five, are we missing anyone worth talking about? I'll probably trust Setterfield more than Callahan just for the yeah. mid time. Yeah, I think the roles there. I probably go like seventy four percent CBAs is a lot, so I'd, I'd, I'd have that over Callahan. They're hundred k difference too. It's a bit part yeah. of it, but yeah, in, in a vacuum, yeah, it's pretty hard to tell. Yeah, I, I think I'll probably still go early on Juan Francis. I just think sixty five percent CBA mid is surely can't go below ninety for his talent, what he can do at any given day. Uh, and then of the 500k players, is it uh, like Daycos, Ridley, Young in that order down back? Yeah. If you were to throw in Goulden, does it become Daycos, Goulden, Ridley, Young? Mm, or would you have maybe Goulden? Ridley ahead of Goulden for structural purposes? Interesting. I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm probably saying Young ahead of Ridley personally, but I know not many others think that, but. I really like Hayden. Uh, okay, and then for those trading out Stewart, if they were set on going to a 600k defender rather than a 500k one, um, how are you ordering Doherty, Cromson, and Sicily? LeBron number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's James Sicily for those. Yes, playing at home. <laughs> Sick God. <laughs> you know, in my ranks, I've got Dawson over Dog. Yeah, I've got the same. I don't think there's much in that. No, I think they're all great. And they're all in my team. I want all Thanks, three. Boys. And you got all three. <laughs> he must be feeling pretty good. I love defenders, man. I, Stuart Dawson last year. I don't know. No joke next year. I've got a five premier defender. It's funny. You really could have done like three the Dacos and Ridley and done it all. But anyway, maybe the no midfield strat was the go. Just just start bonting straight to buddy Tom Green. and Too hot for the, for the boys. <laughs> too hot for the mids. <laughs> Too hot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pull them in once winter comes around. <laughs> yeah. All right. Almost a two-hour job here, boys. It was a big one, but, you know, big things to talk about. Oh, sorry. Let's Any just, last? Let's yep. just do rucks for those that are trading at Cherry. Uh, going top top line rucks. So we've got Wits, Darcy, Gorn, English. How, how are you going those four? <sighs> Wits one. Darcy one. That's really hard. 40k still comes into play. I guess it kind of depends on what the money does a little bit, but let's just assume money doesn't matter. It's so hard if you have Cherry, where are you getting this from? Like a Bruin Hopper, Chandler. Bruin. Uh, oh. I think Jerome won for durability. Mm. Yeah, he looked pretty good. I'd, I'd have him and Gorn ahead of English still. So um, English and... Gorn, unlikely unlikely to play 22, even though Shrek's had his nickels, at least his youth and full preseason. I take Darcy or Wits over the other two. As good as Gorn and English can score, they're most likely to be traded out at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. Darcy, Wits, Gorn, English, maybe in that order. Okay, and then I think just to reiterate, like the four must-have rookies we kind of listed were 
uh, Sheasel, McKenzie, and Gimby, and they're all like top tier. And then probably McKenna as a fourth. And I don't think there was anyone else we really had as a must-have uh, if yeah. you don't have them. Yeah. Uh, the most, most nice other, yeah. Yeah. Chandler, you can wait on. Uh, like Philippu or Pedler, you can wait on. Um, yep. 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 Cool. Um, any plans this week? I think Thursday I'll do a live stream if anyone wants to join or if I want to join anyone else. JD, you? Yeah, I'll try and do the Thursday one. Um, yep. Friday uh, out for the anniversary. So, uh, and then Sunday flying to Melbourne, might actually get to go see the Bombers game in person, which is Ooh, yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. Cool. All right, yeah, I might join you Thursday and then, I don't know, I might do one Friday. George might join me. Probably be able to join. Yeah. Uh, no, inter- no interest in uh, joining me in person. That's that's fine. No, I'll see how it is. It's all right. <laughs> right. You'll keep it online. That's fine. Uh, maybe. Well, it, means I have, it means I have to watch the Bombers. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Um, all right. Thanks for watching, everyone. If you've managed to stay this long, head, head over to footyscores.net if you... Uh, for all your live action throughout the weekend. Um, as long as Hammy doesn't bring it down mid-pod. But, um, yeah, thanks for watching. We'll probably be wrecked here. It's uh, 11 o'clock for me and JD and about 10.30 for you, George. So it's been a long one, but ah, it's the fun season. Round one of Supercoach, this is when it's all... You know, it's all up for grabs. Is it fun, though, when you captain uh, the <laughs> It's still fun. <laughs> It's only up from here, George. Only up from here. It's how you claw back, mate. You always do it. All right. We'll sign off. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Peace.